been listening to RazRadioLive.com, home of the first 52, the Weekend Review, the Rob Revere Show, Canna Fornication, and the Mallard Report. If you like what you hear on RazRadioLive.com, quit being such a cheap bitch and help us out. There's donation bars on the website, and if you use Amazon, link to them through us so we can get paid. Now let me stop bothering you and get you back to the quality programming that you like hearing, only heard on RazRadioLive.com. He would know what's best for me and my family because he's a doctor. So we all got blue shots. Did you know the vitamins and nutrients are via legal? In the year 2010, if we don't awaken the sheeple, these globalists are murderous. They're about to hook it up. Codex Alimentarius, baby, look it up. They spray you from the sky like roaches. Does it shock you? Don't worry. They got a pill for you. Ask your doctor. Are your legs restless? Are you shy? Forget the side effects. Not that many people die. Genetically modified foods are the bomb. They gave lab rats cancer, but please don't be alarmed. Soon GMO foods will be a staple. The only thing you'll be able to put on your kitchen table. Their own documents have shown. No food shall be grown at Monsanto don't own. Worldwide, there ain't nowhere to run. Thanks to World Trade Organization and International Monetary Fund. We the sheep of America. America. America, simply the sheeple of America, we the sheeple of America. Plus, so the world's wealthiest people meet every June to see to it their plan is complete. Prime ministers, presidents, billionaires, CEOs, international bankers, C3POs, also known as the young psychopaths who fawn over their elders and give them charts and graphs, pondering how to reduce the population, injecting our boys and girls with poisonous inoculations. Yum, yum, mercury's good, at least the news will tell you that, and they certainly should, cause they're owned by the CFR, but who cares about the Royal Institute of International Affairs? Jerry Springer's on, yeah, two transvestites are about the fist fight. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're making plans for the order of the new world, about to send the lambs to the slaughter. You think they care about 3,000 American men, women, and children? They about to kill a couple billion. If you're in the dark, my friend, you might despise my words, but you had the wool pulled over your eyes. We the people of America, America, America. We the people of America. We the people of America. Collectively in a trance, we like to dance and make romance to psychopaths. Say hello to your new puppet, Barack Hussein Obama. The president doing a thing, my dear. You can stick an intelligent orangutan in there. It wouldn't mean a daggone thing. You're owned by Goldman Sachs. Get on your knees and kiss the queen's big ring. They took away your vision with bling. And in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is always king. In other words, they got the republic by the throat. Your vote don't count because they count the votes. They'll never tell you where you're headed, you nerd. The good shepherd never sharpens his knives in front of the herd. That's why you keep your head down, grazing in the grass. But before you know it, now you're in a whole nother pasture. They keep you sucking on a sack of an ass for a team. It's eating your brain with a disaster. Glued to the tube to see what your favorite star's doing. The corporate news is faker than a cartoon. Even Justin Napolitano said you're just a nation of sheep. Some get slaughtered, some get fleeced. <laughs> we the sheep of America. America. America, 
This is Mike Shaner from, hell, I don't know where I'm from. This is Mike Shaner from examiner.com. You're listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio Live. Is that all you want to <laughs>
is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Ho, 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 here we go. It's Saturday, April 6th. You are listening to the First 52 on Raz Radio Live. We're coming to you straight from FEMA Region 4 in Southwest Florida, where it's been nice and warm. A little strange, but nice and warm. Hope you guys are ready for an interesting evening. Of course, tonight we have Bob Tuscan. He'll be joining us in the second hour. That'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to talking to him. He's always a lot of fun to talk to. Always got a lot of information. So that'll be exciting when that comes around. Of course, to my right is the one, the only, the lovely Lexi. It's like a slow, and then you have that creepy smile going. <laughs> the creepy smile. Good evening. Always love the creepy smile. Let me uh, bring this all down here so we can introduce the rest of the crew that we have with us tonight. I think we have a gentleman by the name of Fortoad somewhere. I am here. There he is. How you doing, Fortoad? Doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. I got a good story for the 11th hour. Uh-oh. Good 11th hour story. Love it. I see. Well, we'll be uh, getting to that in the 11th hour. Or the, in the 11th hour? <laughs> well, it's going to be one of those fun evenings tonight. I hope you're ready. Oh, man. Oh, man. Do you have a lot of articles to read? Uh, actually, no, I don't. I don't even know where the hell all my articles That's are. That's good, because Dave's not drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, a little farther to our left would be Mr. Weekend Review, Mr. Kevin Harris. Yellow. What's up, guys? Yellow. Yellow. I do have one thing to say. <clears throat> okay. Hey. Fuck mix minus. <laughs> <laughs> it's only because you don't understand the technology. My father claims it's quite simple once you wrap your head around it. Exactly. And Sean and I have already tested it, and it sounds much, much better than the way he was running it before. Speaking of that. Is run a computer with two sound cards, problem solved. <laughs> I can yes, do it is. I can do anything I want to, because... Yeah. And it's only like $15 for a USB sound card. Oh, I hate USB sound cards. I don't use anything USB. All my stuff is analog, first of all. all right, let's not get tech talk. Let's get back into the, the first 52. Yeah. I just wanted to put that out there. You know, done. All right. You guys can argue that factor later, the, the, the mix minus. So tonight we have Bob Tuscan joining us. Uh, I want to continue down the uh, remembering older stuff. There's some new stuff I definitely want to touch on. Uh, the, there's one I'm specifically holding um, in, the, in the second hour of Bob Tuscan, honey. Remind me, I want to talk about the Planned Parenthood. Okay. Got a note there? Yeah. All right, good. I, I got something, a video, some, some quotes I want to go over with that. I want to discuss the, um, the anti-government 
parents that uh, I was talking with Shifty earlier today, for anybody who's been listening to the nine-hour marathon on Raz Radio Live. Finally, we've got some continuous program going for you, and we're going to try to keep that growing. Uh, much love and thanks to Scott in St. Louis for Guilty by Association today. And starting next week, uh, Dave, what's the name of uh, Lawrence's show? The Waterhead... Oh, shit, I don't remember. It's, Al- it's, it's, it's Waterhead Water- is Thomas Guy's uh, show, uh, name, and it's right. like the Waterhead Lawrence show or something like that. Lawrence Ross Waterhead Show. Yeah, L-R-W-C. Or W-S, yeah, that's right. LRWS is what they go by. So they'll be starting uh, next Friday, 7 p.m., going into Rob. Uh, and then, of course, Saturdays are going to stay what we have so far. I'd like to grow some more. So anybody want to do a show earlier on in, in the Saturday afternoon, let me know because we'd be happy to have you join us. Um, so we got Scott from St. Louis, 3 to 6, Shifty, 6 to 9, and then, of course, us here. And tomorrow, Kevin leads off the evening, 7 p.m., with the Week in Review uh, going into the ladies' room. Kevin's not going in the ladies' room. He's he's going to stay in the closet. But uh, the ladies' room will be up right after that. In the closet, huh? <laughs> well, you know, sometimes we've got to stay somewhere. Um, so I want to talk about, I wanted to get the promotions there out. I want to talk about uh, those few things. Dave, do you have anything you uh, brought with you? Oh, I have far too many tabs open on my computer. Good. Good, good, good. And then Kevin's going to stick with us until... Uh, um, what time will it be? He'll be 10 o'clock. He'll stick with us till. And then uh, we're going to go to Bob Tuscan. You might join us again in the third hour, possibly. Yeah, I'll just mute my mic and walk away and go play with myself. <laughs> there you go. Sounds like a fun time. Uh, what do you got sitting there, Dave? Well, there's the obvious, right? Because the, 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 the quote-unquote kidnapping took place, you know, like two or three miles from where I live. Uh, but I have a bunch of other things that have come up throughout the week. And let's see, I'll just randomly land on this one. Okay, Congresswoman uh, Louise Slaughter of New York, the only microbiologist in Congress, is today calling for the immediate action to reduce the use of antibiotics in livestock after a new study confirms animal-to-human transmission of MRSA. So here it is, the mainstream food that you've been eating is killing you. Well, didn't we, uh, a few weeks ago, didn't we go over some of the nastiest stuff in your grocery store? And one of the things we discussed was uh, MRSA being uh, in these meats. Yeah. Do you remember that conversation? Yeah, and here it is. There it is. Imagine and that. One person in Congress that wants to do something about it. Out of the 535 leaders that, you know, you guys elected, and I'm not saying you guys, but, you know, everybody. People, right. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Yeah, Dave. The hell? I don't vote. That's why I'm saying I don't vote anymore because I think it's all bullshit. But you know, here it is. They're they're not doing anything for you. You know, we, and we could talk about the the spill, the oil spill that's going on. That you know, now that uh, Exxon has actually uh, created a no fly zone, Exxon's taken over a lot of the, the the authority, which you know they have no authority. Well, if you uh, recall, Dave, BP did the same thing back during um, the uh, the tank, the not the tanker, the uh, the rig. The platform fire, the the spill there. Uh, I do remember that. Yeah, they they blocked off a lot of airspace. Um, there were people on the beach um, being harassed and told they couldn't record and couldn't go into certain areas. And it wasn't a cop telling them; it was it was officials from uh, BP. So, uh, yep, it's been done before, and they will continue to do that kind of stuff. And it's amazing that we allow these corporations to have the power 
uh, to be able to do that. I mean, that's just some fucking bullshit right there. Oh, we don't allow them. They just do it, and the courts well, we allow them. Don't don't pr- prosecute. Well, that's because we allow them. Because nobody really stands up and says, no, this is our beach. This is our area. You don't have the government officials that at one point in time either worked for them or hoped to work for them. You know, they're the ones that, that uh, are making sure that they're getting their no-fly zone or they're getting their nobody on the beach. Yeah. You know, if I'm on a beach and there's an oil spill and a guy from BP says, you have to leave, I'm going to say, <laughs> look at him and say, dude, I'm six foot four, 300 pounds. Make me. Okay. <laughs> And take the video. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when that happens to you, make sure you get it on video. <laughs> well, there was a lot of people who got who who got it on video of them throwing them off the. Uh... Am I being detained? <laughs> Am I being detained? Am I free to go? Am I being detained? Am I Am free I to go? Am I free to go? <laughs> I could see Kevin doing that. <laughs> yeah. Right. No kidding. Right. On a beach. On a beach. You know. I'm I'm not a big badass or anything like that, but when someone gets in my face, and I, I was a bouncer for like 10 years, I'm sorry. I don't take the idiots well, and I'll just grab them by their throat and ask them a question again until they answer me. You know, it's just that simple. It's uh, That doesn't always, uh, isn't always the best way to get through it, though, Kev. Just, you know, just, just for the record, I want to make sure I advise you. That Kevin Harris, the- everyone, displaying his badassery. <laughs> his badassery. <laughs> I never hit one person in all those years of bouncing. I never threw a fist. Because I didn't have to. <laughs> you knocked them unconscious by choking them, probably. That's why. You get a drunk guy at a bar or on the beach or whatever or a government official, and they're going to put their hands on you. They don't get their hands back, usually. I'm sorry. It's just... <laughs> so what, what, tell me about this oil spill, because I haven't, um, you know, I've seen stuff about it, but I don't know much about it, to be honest. It's not one of the, one of the, it, it was an accident. Accidents happen. I'm more concerned about, you well, know, things like chemtrails that are being sprayed above us purposefully. <laughs> walking with a neck brace on looking at chemtrails Sean, there's no such thing as chemtrails it's persistent contrails i'm sorry persistent contrails thank you dave yeah i'm, I'm gonna go back to where i just don't even identify <laughs> continue with the oil spill anyhow it's, it's not really oil it is classified as something else because it's like a a, a crude i heard it's it's more of um uh, it's Canadian crude or something like that. It's called right when it's more of a solid. So right, it's heavier. And Brad Friedman touched on this. Most people are getting out of proportion, saying, "What? They can't be sued. It's not that. They're not contributing to the fund that the American government uh, uses to pay for cleanups." Did you say so Brad Friedman touched himself? Touched on it. Oh, on it. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and that debacle of a show. I mean, I shouldn't say show. But he's just he uh-huh. is just wrong. But yep. I, I don't want to get into that. All right, continue. I'm listening. Uh, And, you know, they have, you know, one one guy in a plane flew over and got captured some images, and that's all we got. And it's, you know, it's a lot bigger than they're saying, of course, because that's what they're always saying. And I believe that there's actually a chemical in this slurry, whatever they call it. I forget forget the name. But it actually has a chemical that makes oil sink to the bottom. Now, I've done actually spill. I've cleaned up spills. Well, that's a Cordex. That's what that does. What? The Corex 90, that's what that does. They spray that. That's, that's the dispersant that they put on afterwards. There's actually something in the oil itself that makes it go to the bottom. Well, that's the weight. That's what I mean, the crude. It's a, it's a lesser processed oil, so it's heavier. That's why it sinks to the bottom. Here's the thing. It's not, oil is not heavier than water. You, ever, you heard the whole thing 
oil and water don't mix. Right. Because the specific gravity of water is one where, where oil is a little bit. Most things are, are higher than that. So it actually separates out. And, I, and I've done uh, oil reclamation on lakes and pools and shit like that. Right. Uh, I've seen it floating on the top. But, but what this is, is is it's not a flowing oil. It's more like uh, when you like you get the gunk out of the bottom of your engine, it's more that kind of consistency from what I understand. I mean, True. It, it's not right. It's not flowing oil. It's 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 very uh, congealed and stuff. But because it's mixed with sand and stuff, and uh, it actually brings it to the bottom. Okay. So it's it, it it'll find its way into the groundwater eventually. Well, <clears throat> what I was saying about the Core X ninety though that that does the same thing. People think it's a dispersant. That's, that's not what it did. It it added weight to the oil and made it kind of like a buoyant, a, a, a water buoyant. And it floated kind of down to the middle, and it's just kind of there's a big ball of it with all the Core X ninety, and that's that's the reports I've heard is there's this big ball of of oil that's gathered together because of the spray they put on it. Hey, uh, Kevin, you there? Sure. Hey, can you do me a sure. favor and, and mute your microphone for a second? Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing, hearing that this crazy sound. Yeah, it's coming from him. There's like a wind behind. Has he got yeah. a fan or something? I heard that. Do you have an air conditioner or a fan or something running, Kevin? I'll turn your AC off. Hold on. <laughs> That's what it was. I was wondering that, too. I was playing with buttons over here thinking it was on my end. So, yeah. Good call, Dave. Good call. Yeah, so uh, I remember, was it last year, honey, that we were at the beach and the girl came up to us? Or was it the year before? About what? Asking us if we felt comfortable being at the beach after the oil spill oh yeah I remember, remember that? i wanted i was like why didn't i flip out on her about the chemtrails they're spraying above us right now i think that was two years ago. was that two years ago yeah all right yeah we were sitting on the beach here in inglewood and uh this girl came up to us this girl and guy i think it was and they started asking us these quite well they said you know we're, we're doing a study um to see the impact of um whatever that oil, i even forgot the name of that oil spill believe it or not what was the what was the rig that blew up? I don't remember the name of the rig, but uh, was it Deep Horizon? Deep Horizon, yeah, the, the Horizon spill. So they said, you know, we're we're doing a survey on the on the impact of the Deep Horizon spill. Do you mind answering our question? So we're like, yeah, well, why not? Sure, we're sitting here, and uh, it was like, you know, are you concerned about the oil spill? Do you blah blah blah? Like just all these different questions, and uh, we answered them truthfully. I mean, we're not overly concerned i am concerned about certain aspects i'm actually more concerned about um fukushima and the radiation that they're starting to detect and the um rapid increase in 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 different diseases that are related to um nuclear fallout that people are starting to show on the west coast um young children are starting to it's just crazy and we're getting uh fish that are testing high in in uh Wait a minute, wait a minute. Nuclear power is safe. I'm not against nuclear power. No, don't get me wrong. Really? Yeah, no, I'm not a, I'm not 100% against nuclear power. The problem is, is if you look at a majority of the nuclear power plants we have, they're all placed in areas of high risk for um, natural issues, whether it be hurricanes or earthquakes. You know, Hold on a second. Because we we go through, let's just say, a, a nuclear holocaust every 25 years. And, you know, uh, Chernobyl, no, nothing, nobody will live there for right. 
generations after generations after generations. And I'm pretty sure the same is going to go for Fukushima. Uh, Fukushima. Right? So, slowly but surely, these nuclear power plants are going to fail because the corruption and, and people just don't want to do the right thing and whatever. So, we're slowly going to make places on this earth that are inhabitable. Uh, inhabitable. Take your first drink, guys. <laughs> and it's all on Fortude. Yeah. And I'm, again, I'm sober. Uh, so, is the, does, does the ends justify the means? I mean, just because we're getting uh, cheaper power, does that, or, or a, 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 a concentrated power source, especially since now there's actually better ways of handling nuclear energy. Well, there are ways that you could do it where it, it does not have this kind of uh, effect on the environment. I don't think, there, I don't think there's any one, one source we should rely on for anything. I think we should be using all these different sources. I don't think we should eliminate a proven, well-known method that we've been using um, completely. I think we should be using all of the sources available to us. All right, despite the fact that when, when this proven source does fuck up it devastates areas i mean we're, we're getting which means that would be the limit the most limited one maybe that's the one we use in the most remote you might change your mind if the coast of the west coast of florida was screwed up by some some uh accident from texas or mexico you'd probably be freaking out we almost were Sun to the beach. Uh, I I can't fish over here anymore. And you might want to think, "Fuck it, I gotta move to get away from this stuff." Is it worth it? Of course, it's not worth it. And that's what I'm saying. You take the the more dangerous ones like nuclear, and you use those in in areas that they it's safer to use. It's not as as accessible, and maybe that's just the only power source you can get in that area. So you use it where it's needed. And you can't just eliminate the ones we're currently using. I mean, they just don't go away. You can't do that. Why not? Uh, the because they're powering people. You ask the people of Long Island how the Shore Nuclear Power Plant, uh, actually, I don't even think fired up. It was built and then shut down. So it was never fired up, so there was nobody relying on it. That's the point I'm making. You, you, can't, you can't just go, okay, we're, you know, we're not going to use nuclear power anymore. <laughs> People in Long Island didn't want it. Here's an interesting fact, which I didn't know until just about a week or two ago. But that same area in Shoreham, Long Island, is where Tesla built his lab. Well, you know what? I'm really glad they'll stand up against a nuclear power plant, but they'll let their fucking stupid-ass uh, mayor uh, pass these drinking bans, uh, which, thank God, get turned over and, and uh, will allow all the other crap they allow from him. So uh, It's a different area. You're talking about the five boroughs. I'm talking about Long Island. Two different places. No. By the way, I'm kind of lonely over here in the chat box. You can go to rasradiolive.com, go to Radio. menu, select <laughs> chat box, and log in and talk to me because I've got Kevin and Salty in there and Dave. And ugh. <laughs> She said, thanks. Ugh. You're welcome. That's- You're welcome, sir. Shit. <laughs> Go on. So I was married. You were what, Dave? I was married. I've been called worse. Yeah, <laughs> it's been called worse. So, um, somebody tweeted out to me when I was going on Shannon's show. I wish I could remember who it was. And they tweeted me tweeted the picture of that uh, small drone, the the, uh, the quarter size one that looks like a mini mosquito. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Uh, I, I, I've seen the pictures, yes. But actually, they're artist renditions. They're not, they're not actually real. 
Well, no, I think we've come to the rationaliz- rationalization right. that that uh, we can agree that the normal drones, uh, the larger drones, are just going to be uh, you know the, the next helicopter type thing. And as long as they're not armed, we're willing to deal with them. Right, Dave? Have we agreed on that? It's not so much we're willing to deal with it. I, I, I think, I, you know, that uh, when they made that uh, FAA thing over at the oil spill, it's like now's the time for civilian drones to come out and take videos, you know? Because they, they could fly underneath the 1,000-foot range, and it's not FAA uh, track. Well, that'll be an important thing to see if they do, if they, um, if they allow civilian drones or not. Because I, I know there was a, a company that was in a battle over that whole situation because uh, they were using drones to do aerial photos of buildings or playgrounds or, you know, whatever. And um, they're getting held up because of this whole process of trying to figure it out. So I'm curious to see if the government tries to just give the ability to have drones to government Officials, officials, yes, government officials, um, or if uh, if they'll allow it for everybody. Your thoughts? Oh my, my cord. Uh oh, bad mic cable. That's what you get by a twenty five dollar kit that comes in a mic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, really, I'm sorry to hear that, Dave. We got to chip in and buy David condenser mic. Yeah. No, actually, like Lexi, I'm going to get myself a, uh, a uh, what do you call it? You I mean? like my mic, and when it's like sitting upside down like this, there's this little cute little heart on it. It's adorable. <laughs> it's a good yeah. mic. Sure, I can I'll, I'll get one of those uh, Britney Spears mics. Yeah, that's what I want. That's because she I rocks. I do want that. I do, because I want to kick back in my chair. I kind of get in a godfather mode sometimes. You know, you want to like kick back, pretend you got a cigar in your mouth, and that doesn't work when the microphone's right here the whole time. So you're not cigar, what are Never mind. So we need, no, we don't need Britney Spears mics. We need the godfather mics. (laughs) Yes, and they're not all that expensive. But anyway, uh, on to the next. What were we talking about? Mm. Microphone. Microphone, right, because my microphone's... microphones. All right. Let's 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 uh, just go right into this fucking uh, hacker thing. What is his name? Hacker Hack- thing. The, uh, the guy... I see, I, I was even having a conversation with my mother a little while ago. I was like, how can the parents be charged with kidnapping their own children? Oh, the kidnappers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's the first thing I said. As soon as I read the entire article about it through and through, I was like, wait a minute... <laughs> The, but those are the child's parents. Yeah. Well, and what Why happened? Why is that kidnapping? <clears throat> Have we really described the story of, of what happened there? No. Uh, actually, yeah. We should still we should we should talk about it. And uh, if you want, I have I have the article up. I can read it. I got well. Yeah. Keep the article up. I'll let you read the article. I'll just go over what I what I know off the top of my head. Um, from what I gather, last year they were at a at a rally in Louisiana. Hold on a second anti-government rally, which we still don't even know what rally that was. I, from what I understand, it's a fucking Ron Paul rally. Yeah, well, that's that very could possible. be anything. Yeah, that's very possible. It was a Ron Paul rally. We know the Southern Poverty Law Center has uh, you know, articles out there saying that um, those are the terrorists, and they advise the government. You know, They're kind of like a, a think tank for the government, the Southern Poverty Law Center. And uh, that is that is an anti-government rally. If you go to a Ron Paul or a 
Um, uh, you know, if you watch Infowars or listen to Infowars, which was another thing, Rob Revere caught a picture off the news. And I, I, even when I watched the replay of the news broadcast, they cut off before they got to this point. So I don't know if they ever ran it again. Um, but they ran his mailbox, which was a, a spray-painted with the in, Infowars.com um, lettering. So, hmm. so you know, it was really tagged to Infowars also. And they did this back in 2009. Um, a, a guy went and murdered, like, two or three cops and his mom, or I, I don't remember if he killed his mom or not, but they, they, they turned and tagged it all to, to being because of Alex Jones because this guy was an Alex Jones listener. Now, whether this guy is crazy or not, we don't know. <clears throat> you know, we don't know the, we don't know all the, the specifics. I do know that he was... Uh, uh, former Air Force, and we know Air Force is uh, when it comes to black ops or CIA type stuff. They're they're usually right in the lead of of helping or being in the lead of that operation. You know what I mean, Dave? Yep. Yep. Kevin, are you tracking with all this? Hello, Kevin. He muted his mic. He probably didn't turn it back on yet. <laughs> He's probably talking. He's I like, see him Why chatting can't you hear there, me? So. Anywho. Um, <laughs> So uh, that that's one of the things I question. So this guy is a former Air Force. Uh, he gets picked up for a little bit of weed at a uh, at an anti-government rally in Louisiana. They take the kids into in Louisiana. Now, one of the stories they put out about him was that he apparently went to the foster home and was banging on the door with a gun, trying to get the children back at the foster home. Now. They never said he was arrested for doing that, so I find that kind of strange that they're reporting that he was banging on this foster home door with a gun trying to get his kids, but there was no arrest, or they don't talk about an arrest from that happening. Mm-hmm. So that's another question I have. So after that, <clears throat> the courts in Louisiana finally award custody to the grandmother, I believe the wife's mother, if I'm not, and this is all going off memory right now. Um, and she got awarded custody the day before the kidnapping. Now. So the parents weren't having it for more than 24 hours. Right. Now, they say these people could be armed and dangerous. They say that, uh. I would be. They don't know. Well, yes, we would be. They say that, uh, they don't know what they're capable of doing. I wouldn't be. Um, now. Where I'm going to stand up for them is if they were dangerous people, if they were people that were going to kill, they wouldn't have just tied up the mother. They would have killed the mother. But it wasn't his mother. It was his mother-in-law. It was her mother. It was her mother, right. So, And he's the one that did the kidnapping. She was waiting for him on the other end. So if he was somebody that was going to be violent, if he was somebody that was going to kill, he wouldn't have just tied the woman up and left her. At least my my personal thoughts, my personal beliefs and opinion. So I don't see any string of violence here. If you if you're tracking, I don't. I just don't see violence in in their history. Right, right. You don't see any history of violence. Right. Just uh, just smoking pot openly in front of their kids at an anti-government rally. Right. So I I don't see an issue there. So now they want their kids back, and and I'll stand up and say that if if this was me in that same type of situation um i 
would want my kids back too. You know, and uh, would maybe my mother-in-law cooperate with me and let me tie her up to make it look, you know, convincing that uh, that's the way it should go down? That's very feasible, isn't it? That, Is that uh, Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be a pain tonight again. You know, uh, I actually thought the same thing. I was like, you know, if this, if this happened to me, my mother would plan it with me. Right. You know? She's like that. And she would have been like, yeah, yeah, they're going out to California. Go get them. Right. Meanwhile, you know, I'm down one, one I'm down in Pinellas hopping on a friggin' sailboat. Right. And that's yeah. apparently, you know, what, what has happened now. Now they could have easily, I guess the cops are thinking that maybe they went out, came down, either went south or north. I'd go south um, for a few hundred miles or a hundred miles or whatever it be. And then came back inland. Maybe they had a vehicle stationed down here in my area, or maybe they had one down in Naples or uh, something along those lines. Um, me, I wouldn't be coming back in. I'd, uh, I'd have that sailboat loaded up, a year's worth of food, and I'd go find myself a small island somewhere that nobody knows where it is. You'd sail down to Honduras. Don't lie to us. No, that's Dave. I wouldn't go to Honduras. I was just about to say that. <laughs> Straight to Honduras. I asked it would be in Honduras. Of course it would be. Don't forget, guys, in about 20 minutes, we're going to be bringing Bob Tuscan into the conversation. Uh, so I'm looking forward to talking with him. I got a couple different topics I want to definitely talk with him about. And, uh, you know, I want to get into some older topics because he's got a good wealth of knowledge on some of the older stuff, which is something we've been focusing on here at uh, the First 52, was uh, trying to remind everybody of the, the things that have happened in the past, the things that, uh, you know are not explainable that we haven't gotten satisfactory answers. We haven't seen the proper videos. Um, we haven't been told all the truths and it goes with all of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just want to also notice uh, or point out that I'm looking at an article about this guy, right? And the uh, surveillance pictures that they have are stunningly clear. And I'm like, how do they have these pictures of this guy on this boat? They have one, him and the wife are doing something on the back of the boat, right? They have, they have zoomed in just like in a, like uh, CSI Miami where they zoomed in on, on the name Salty, mm-hmm. right? I love then, that it was Salty, by the way. Lex and I got a good laugh out of that. <laughs> then they have another one of him cruising down, uh, cruising out uh, with his little yellow life jacket. And, you know, he's just he's put, putting out because, you know, don't the sales up or anything like that. Well, he was like, an anti-government person. They were watching him, Dave. You don't think they're not watching you or me? You think that, that we're not on their radar every once in a while? You don't think they watch our, what we talk about? I, I see what you're talking about, yeah. Uh, actually, if you guys want to see these pictures, I do have that article up at RazRadioLive.com <laughs> if you want to see them. Bam. Do you see what Skin Biscuits just tweeted? <laughs> no, I'm looking at the pictures as you were talking about them. Shut that kid up! <laughs> I muted my tweeter tonight. You muted your tweeter tonight? Yeah. Thanks for sharing that with everybody. Yeah, I don't... They, they've been watching this guy for a while. Um, why, I'm not really sure. Uh, I, I, there's no history, though. It's not like they've beat these kids or, you know, there was... Right. Anything they took his kids away because he smoked pot in front of them. And in one of the, one of the articles I'm reading was like, yeah, they seem like nice people because they live not too far away um, from here. And they, they talk to the neighbors and like, yeah, they seem like nice people. He goes, however, I did once see them smoking a joint out front while their kid was there. Oh, 
darn. He's drinking a beer, that wouldn't be a big fucking problem, but he's drink he's smoking a joint. Now right. he's got problems. Uh, if he was smoking a cigarette, it wouldn't be a big deal either. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I'm talking to my mother about this earlier today. I'm like, Ma, you know, 40 years ago, this was you. I was explaining to her, I remember, you know, going to a concert when I was like three and a half, four years old. I went to a, uh, what's that guy's name? Alice Cooper concert, right? I was three, four years old. There was pot everywhere. I'm sure all kinds of shit everywhere. I don't remember that, but I'm sure there was. <laughs> and, like, it, there was no problem with that. Why is it today that that's a problem? Maybe because there was at an anti-government rally. Maybe. Yeah. It, 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 this country's fucked up, man, and I can't wait to get out of here. Where are you going again? Oh, Honduras. That's right. At least that's what I tell you. <laughs> that's what you tell us? Oh, this is all, the Honduras is all a trick. It's all, it's all, you know what, watching this story unfold and I was like, wow, that's, that's, that's some awesome misdirection because they took her car, right, to another spot where he picked up his truck. So they were first looking for something else and then right. they then find out they look for his truck. Now he's possibly on a boat. So if you plan this right, you can do all kinds of misdirection and just be going somewhere else. That's the smart thing. I, I would go on the boat and just continue on the boat. I don't think I'd come back from the boat. At, at that point in time, you don't come back to America. 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 Now, here's the thing. If they're caught out in international waters, does the uh, United States government have jurisdiction? Can they just go plop somebody up? Well, they do, they do anything they want. Anyway. Well, yeah, I was going to say they can do whatever they want. Um, you know, the job is to stay away from the Coast Guard. If you get picked up by a, you know, another nation's ship, you might get lucky. You know, or, you know, we don't really have uh, pirates out in the, in the Gulf like you do out down Africa area. Right, right. But well, I, would just, I would just head towards Mexico, South America. First island I came to that you know, was a decent size, it was inhabitable. That's where we'd be staying. Oh, this guy's way thought out. He knows where he's going. He's, yeah, he knows, yeah. I agree. Got, he's, got doc, he's got port A, B, and C already lined up. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, this guy definitely was well-planned. Um, these pictures are, I, I didn't really, you know, I posted the article, I read the article, but I didn't really look at the pictures. And it, it is kind of... Stunningly clear on his boat. Yeah, and I'm looking at them, and if you look at the bottom, they're uh, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office photos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you see the copyright on the bottom of them? I do, I do. All of them have the Hillsborough County Sheriff's. You looking up the Daily Mail? article but that's like yeah that's the one i have posted yeah. on the website unbelievable yeah. and there's there's some there's some uh misquotes here because they say he was worried about taking uh, he was planned on killing himself and talk about taking a journey to armageddon and what he really said was i want to go west uh to avoid armageddon something like that uh, well they do that all the time they're very well known for for uh, twisting words or only using partial quotes, removing certain words, and that's how they—that's uh, how they get us. That's how they—you uh, know—they could do that to us on our show here. You know, some of the things we say, they could very easily twist into total different things. Exactly, <laughs> but we record it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, give Joe from Maine a recording of the show and see what he can make us say. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean seriously. So. Uh, Right, you turn it into a completely gay show, right? Yeah, yeah, he could. Um, so it's just a matter of watching this as it develops, seeing what what becomes of it. Uh, I, I'll be honest, and I didn't get to say this on Shifty's show earlier. Um, 
I wouldn't be surprised if the adults are not killed by government officials. It wouldn't surprise me if the whole family down, goes down. They're going to blow the boat up or it's going to sink or... Right. They're going to blow the boat up for the kid's safety. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sad to say that. Well, and it's not going to be at the hands of himself. That's the point I think I'm trying to make mainly. I don't they, think... They might make that happen. Well, they might make it look like that's what it is, yeah. Right. I just don't foresee that, that being... What he'd do? I mean, you just don't go through. I wouldn't go through that trouble of kidnapping my kids to go kill them. You know, if he's kidnapping them because he loves them, he's kidnapping them because he wants to be with them and keep them safe. Right. And that's again, that's my personal opinion. I, I don't know the guy. Seriously, just think about that for a minute. If this happened in another country, people would be up in arms and be like, "It was his kids." You know, if this happened in fucking Russia or if it happened in Iran, right? You know. It'd be, they'd have a Coney 2012 thing, and it'd be all over YouTube. But because it happens in this country, people are like, well, you shouldn't mention smoking pot on an anti-government rally. Right. People in this country suck. <laughs> <laughs> no, once I agree with Dave. Wow. They're stupid, and they're the ones that are in power. And that's the problem. I, like, I don't give a shit if you're stupid, because uh, to somebody else, I'm stupid. You know? And to the other people, they're stupid to me. And it really shouldn't matter if we're stupid or not. The thing is, we shouldn't have power over someone else well the stupid people they keep their kids though i mean if they're fucking idiots and they're living on welfare oh you can raise your kids go ahead yeah well why not who the fuck are we to say how you should raise your kid right well and again uh, there is no known abuse in this situation the children the pictures they look healthy and happy and all the pictures i've seen of them um it we got a, a we got something that should be legal, something that we shouldn't even have to worry about discussing. And like Dave said, you know, you could he if he was standing out there drinking a beer with his kids, or at the at the festival just drinking a beer, he wouldn't have lost his kids. Exactly. Even if he was drunk and was beating them out in the front lawn, he still he wouldn't have lost them. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, tell me the last time a, a a a guy that smoked pot and beat his kids doesn't happen. No, he's like, go get me the Doritos. <laughs> Come on, kid, let's go get some McDonald's. <laughs> Speaking of kids, I got to go fetch mine for my birthday party going awry, so I'll be back in hour three, gentlemen. All right, dude, we'll talk to you later. All right, giggity. There goes Mr. Harris. We'll bring him back in later on in the show. Well, we got uh, about 12 minutes here before break time. Oh, look at that. Is the camera going to turn back on? Hi, Dave. Turning mine on. Nice to see you. Hi, Dave. Hi. <laughs> I can kind of see him from far away with my blindness going on. With your blindness. I also moved the camera back. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, this thing is really screwed up. Uh, there's a lot of holes in here. And I was even pondering the fact, I was like, this could be complete bullshit. Oh, yeah, it could be a just complete setup um, in either direction. I just, if it's if it's all up and up as far as what we know so far, I would have to say that the the grandmother was assisting, and uh, I'm just going to go with that story that 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 she's helping. And I mean, I support them. I hope right. they get to wherever it is they're going. That's their kids. Yeah, yeah. 
It's nobody it's, else's business. That's their kids, people. Exactly. They can take their kids. That's not kidnapping. Those are their kids. Here's the thing that I found out about uh, just recent, just today is that when when the uh, DCF or whatever you know whatever the, the the fucking initials are in your state, um, when the D- Department of Children come for your kids, uh, they will take your kids uh, without a court order, and that is completely illegal. So you could go. What this guy should have done instead of knocking on the door with a fucking gun, he should have knocked on the door with a lawyer and said, they're coming with me. You have no legal standing. Right. Was- and that's that's a misconception that a lot of people have because they feel like they're authority, almost like police, and they can't argue with them. Those motherfuckers come in there and try to take your kids. You fight that with everything that you have because they really don't have any ground to stand on other than asking you to take your children because they don't see you as a fit parent. You take your kids and you leave, or you ask them to leave. You don't hand your kids over. Right. I'm working on looking on the story I actually posted a couple weeks ago. Uh, it was the one with the uh, the boy that was in the picture on Facebook with the with the 22 that looked like an AR. Oh yeah, from Jersey. Yeah, it was up in Jersey, and the the I wanted to read the quotes from that story because that's exactly what we're talking about. Uh, how he handled having. Um, DIFUS in New Jersey, it's called DIFUS, Division of Youth and Family Services. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I want to read his quotes. I'm looking for the article right now. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago, so it's going to take me a minute to find it. But it, he handles it very well. And uh, he had his lawyer on the phone, on the cell phone, hearing right. the whole conversation. Uh, so that helps him out a lot by doing that. Uh, go ahead, continue with what you were saying. I actually just Google. You know, he's on Adam Kokesh's forum, right? Uh, at Who forum, is uh, this guy, uh, Hackern? Okay, Hacken. and he goes by the name of Sailing Bull altogether. And uh, Adam posted uh, something that he had st- a thread he started March fourteenth in twenty twelve, and you know, of course, now people have seen it and they're they're start- they started talking about it today. Um, but I also just Googled his his uh, wow. There's a lot more reading I got to do, but I googled his name, his uh, handle, Sailing Bull, mm-hmm. and he's he's got a post in Florida concealed carry on the TSA workers. He's got uh, a Glock, a post in Glock Talk, uh, a select, secular homeschooling community, and uh, in yachting and boat, boating forums. <laughs> and here's another one that just that he's got a seems to be a photo bucket thing, and I'm going to go through that. Yeah, see so what kind of pictures I, I'd like to see his post in the. Uh and the yachting and boating forums too. I'll, I'll go look for the. Yeah, this is this is him because it's Tampa Pictures. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, there's something else here. There's something more to it. Oh, um, I'm sure. There's nothing here. Just just actually pictures of like roads and stuff. Well, I'm just saying. Well, there's more well, to this was, whole story. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We're missing something. He's either the former Air Force. I don't know. I just Air Force is so involved with a lot of the clandestine operations. You know they're they're really on the forefront of working hand in hand with the CIA. So I yeah. just like to know what he was up to, what his job in the Air Force was, what what was he involved with, what's he doing now? Did, did, has anybody talked about what he does for a job now? Have you seen that? Usually that's like right in the headlines of not well, the headlines in the first few I, paragraphs. It's a benign thing. It says it here in the, in the uh, Daily Mail article. I just got to go find it. Uh, but he's like, a, he, he, I think he either owns 
or works at a company in Pinellas County, I think. Uh, I'm scanning through it. I'm trying to see if I, uh, in the first one, because you, like I said, usually, and most of the time they'll say what they do, especially if they're trying to find somebody. They'll, they'll, you know. Right. See, this is this is why this this, this whole fucking story stinks because none of the shit is is right. It's it the story is 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 designed to instill fear and hate in these people. Yeah, I'm look, as I'm looking through looking for that other thing, I just came across one quote here in the first story I released. It says and this was referring back to the uh the foster care facility. It says at some point in time after that it says well let's let me go up to the first part. Because the children were with them at the time, Louisiana Department of Children's and Family Services granted temporary custody of the kids to their grandmother. At some point after that, Deputies say Josh Hawken showed up at the foster care facility waving a gun and beating on the front door. He fled the scene without his, without his children when he could not get in. So he's standing at the front door, banging on the front door, waving a gun, as they're claiming in the story. Mm-hmm. And then he fled the scene and nobody arrested him. Yeah, that, that doesn't smell right either. Hmm. It's this whole story stinks, and yes, I yes. and I think you're right. I think either they're gonna die, or the, all, the whole family's gonna die. That's terrible. Yeah, oh. I, I hate that. I I didn't want to be the one saying the whole family. They're like but. little. Every time a story like this pops up, it's like the sacrificial lambs. It freaking sucks, and I hate it. You know, it's like they're they're little intro into what they're going to do next. Yeah. And that is what it is, an intro into what they're going to do next. Um, this, this, is, this is where we could end up very easily, honey. I don't know why you got to say it like that. Well, All right, here's the first incident, and then I'll, I'll read a couple paragraphs. It yeah. says, Detective Daniel, whatever, with the Seidel Police Department, this was in Louisiana, told the radio station that Joshua Haken had first appeared on their radar June 17, 2012, so that's less than a year ago causing a disturbance inside a hotel that was a site of an anti-government rally. So what we should do is we should find out... What the disturbance was. What, what's the disturbance that story? Was, where it was. Ask those people you know, at the hotel, what was this all about? All right, here's another one. Police describe them as being intoxicated and making incoherent statements, completing their, uh, uh, incoherent statements, completing their journey, and driving to California to beat the Armageddon. Whereas this very same article... If you scroll up to the top in the bullet points in the headlines, it says a journey to Armageddon. So you have two conflicting statements in one fucking article. Well, that's the way they do it. And people aren't smart enough to read. You know, I mean, look at how we, you and I read a lot of articles. We get through the first two or three paragraphs, which is where you get the beef of the story. Right. But the and problem then overreact. is... Well, yeah, and that, well, not even that, but a lot of times, <laughs> a lot of times the last paragraph or two will reveal stuff um, that you really wouldn't normally be revealed to you. Uh, I'm trying to remember the story. There's one, and it's it's been scrubbed since. Uh, I know, shit, what was it? It was a story about... Um, if you read the entire thing, you'd remember it better. No, I did read the I read the article many, many, or many a times, the entire article. Hold think, on, notes. Let me, let me read one more sentence here. Go ahead. Okay. It says, in the hotel room, police found marijuana, a gun, and a large knife. 
Oh, my God. You, know, you can find that in my house, in multiple rooms in my house. Exactly. In our hotel room, too, you'd find it. Yeah, because I travel. Yeah. So you guys could be the next uh, Harkin family, Hacken yeah. family. Yeah, we We're could. The evil, Raz family. Evil the evil people. Raz family. Oh, my God. Coming to dun, get you. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Listen, yeah, it's, it's, it's scary. The next sentence says, meanwhile, police fearing for the safety of Chase and Cole contacted the Department of Children and Services, which took the children into custody. Fucking fuck the police. I know. That's so not a good subject for Dave. No, it's the not police a good one. get him way riled up. It's just <laughs> a sin though because you know If I ever get arrested, Dave, I'll have you represent me. Just because you're so passionate about it. Two weeks ago, two weeks ago, Mikey and I went to pick up pizza. Okay. This is a good story. This is a good story. And it shows that there are good police officers out there. And I insist on that. And the problem is, though, it's the ones that are retiring now. It's the older ones. Mikey and I went to pick up pizza, and we sat down, and these two officers came in. One had to be mid to late 50s, I'll bet you. He was only a year or two from retirement. The other one was probably mid 40s. And uh, the one officer, Mike and I were sitting at a table waiting for the pizza, and I was drinking a beer. And the one officer started playing with Mikey and talking with him and having fun with him. And he's like, oh, I'll be right back. And he ran out to his car, and I actually think he pulled it right off of his jacket. But he gave him a patch, a canine police officer patch, mm-hmm. which made Mikey's night. Now, that's a good police officer. You know, and I converse with him. I know who he is. I've seen him before. Working where I work, I deal with them all the time with the issues we have here. Right. Um, so you can't hate the police. It's it, and and DIFUS and social services aren't the police. That's what we were saying earlier. So you can't be you can't you can't group them together because if they have the proper paperwork from a judge, the police have to do. Oh shit! What they have what to happened? do. What's that? Okay, now you, you froze up and I couldn't hear you for a second. Oh, no, we can't have that happen. Well, let's do a break here, and uh, we'll come back with Bob Tuscan, and we'll get in some more information. Dave, go ahead and mute your stuff up there. Oh, that's not what I wanted. Let's try this again. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. That story just really gets my goat. No, I don't know. It's, uh, it really just bugs the hell out of me, so I'm a little out of whack because of it. All right, so here, all right, because uh, I'm going to have to be quiet for now while Tuscan's on. Um, you, you say it's the cops, not it's not really their fault. But do you see how the system is designed? How you got these guys in government that create these laws that are stupid, um, unjust, and immoral, right? But right. the onus of the enforcement is on the police. So, and the police just say, hey, man, I'm just doing my job. You, you want to change the law, you gotta, you got to talk to this guy. So the system is set up so that there's no accountability anywhere. Like, you get, if, if you get arrested for something and you spend time in jail, you get mad at the, the prison guards and the cop that arrests you, not the fucking uh, politician that actually created the law and the ones that voted on it as well. If you if, if, if we even came to that, because we all know that there are laws and regulations that go in without any kind of uh, public committee at all. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, the system that we have right now is rotten to the core. And I think anybody that takes part in it, whether it's the prison guard cop or the lawmaker, they're all fucking accountable in my eyes. 
So, yeah, maybe the cop was nice to you. And I'll be honest with you, man. I've had some really decent run-ins with the cops here in Tampa, especially... Um, I'm sorry, I'm talking too much. <laughs> you can't hear the music playing. No, I can't. All right, I'll be quiet. Goodbye. <laughs> it's all right. All right, Dave and his little rant there. we got to give him give him his rant every here and there. Uh, you guys are listening to the first 50 on Raz Radio Live. When we come back, we'll have Bob Tuscan with us. Uh, join us in the chat room. Give us a call in the third hour, 941-421-0401. We'll be back.
Chemtrail geoengineering programs changing our weather and destroying our environment? Why in the world are they spraying? They want to create a storm in the southeast, then they'll start engineering out of the North Pacific. That's where the trailies will be. Find out why critics are calling Why in the World Are They Spraying? The most important film that is revolutionizing the environmental movement. Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's just going to get worse until the point where we're not going to be able to grow anything at all unless it's a Monsanto genetically modified abiotic stress resistant seed. Why in the world are they spraying? New international version with languages available from around the world. Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's all about money, and weather is another form of commoditizing, a way the central command group can commoditize another form of our life. Why in the world are they spraying? And if you control the weather, you're going to control the planet. It's that simple. This is Bob Tuscan from the intelhub.com. You're listening to the first 52 on RAS Radio. Global resistance. 
Alright, I hope you're all ready for a true head-on collision. As we move into hour number two of the first 52 on Raz Radio Live, it's going to be exciting. Make sure you join us in the chat room. You can uh, chat with Lexi and Fortoad and Salty and Mr. Week in Review. Have a little fun in that chat room. We're going to uh, go ahead and move into the third hour, or the second hour here. I'm trying to rush things ahead. Bring uh, Dave back in. Dave, you there, buddy? Yes, I am. There you are. All right, Mom, to make sure we had you. And I'd like to uh, welcome back one of our favorite... I'm the master debater. Back to the show. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Bob, how you doing, buddy? Doing well. Uh, honored to be here with Dr. Fortoad and, and yourself and your beautiful wife. It's always a pleasure joining you on Ross Radio and First 52. Oh, we love having you back with us. I'm just us. saying that, by the way, because that's what you're supposed to say when you come on the show, right? <laughs> <laughs> Do the proper things, right? Sure, sure. So how's life been treating you? Well, the baby's nine months. Um, the teeth finally pushed through some of the teeth. So that's been exciting. And um, just getting ready for the Free Your Mind conference in, in the, at the end of the month. Uh, working on a speech that I'll be giving there. I've decided to call the birth of a free mind. The birth of a free mind. Yeah, and it's basically kind of a step-by-step uh, walkthrough of, of the birth of my child and what I hope to equip him with. Equip? Equipped? Whatever the word is there. I hope I get it down <laughs> pat before the actual speech here. I shall <laughs> equip my child. <laughs> I equipped my child with, with the right uh, tools and, you know, just... Uh, I'll talk a little bit about not vaccinating and what happens when you do vaccinate. I'll talk a little bit about uh, some of the trials and tribulations of his birth, uh, from wanting a home birth to, have to having to be in the belly of the beast at the hospital with allopathic medicine telling me I have to do this or do that. Uh, and then I'll go beyond and I'll, I'll look at the education that I hope to provide, uh, not the indoctrination camps that uh, the powers that shouldn't be have set up for us with their Prussian education systems, you know, all stuff you guys already know about, but I hope to make it, you know, uh, personal and relevant uh, for those at the Free Your Mind conference, because I think that's where it all starts. In fact, I know that's where it all starts. Uh, it's possible to break free from the conditioning and the programming, but you have to work a lot harder. So I hope to have him have a head start and not have to go through all the trauma and all the brainwash and, and have to work hard to break free from it. Yeah, Lexi and I talk about that all the time and how, how as our son, Mikey, which is the one that we obviously have the most control over, how he's going to grow and how I'm going to handle and how we're going to handle uh, as he goes into school, which we actually hope to be able to homeschool. Of course, there are certain financial things that need to happen for that to happen. Um, right. But... That's what we're hoping to have happen. But if he has to go to school, how do we handle trying to to put our beliefs over the uh, government concentration training camps that they that these children go through? You know, like what's right. the best way to say? Well, you know, I understand that's what you're learning, but this is really what has happened here. Can you imagine when he gets the history lesson on nine eleven? I know. Like oh. <laughs> I know, man. I follow you. I mean, and, and then, he, and then you tell him, and or, or better yet, he already comes equipped. There's that word again uh, to school, and, and says, uh, "Excuse me, Mrs. Johnson, 
Uh, actually, my daddy says that it was an inside job. What are you talking about? <laughs> I know, right? That's when you get DCF knocking on the door. Hello? Yep, yep. <laughs> we need to have a conversation. Well, you know, I wonder sometimes, Sean and, and Lexi and Dr. Fortoad, I, I wonder sometimes, you know, I grew up with brainwashed parents, uh, still to this day are brainwashed. I know Salty's pretty hip and gets it, but I grew up with brainwashed parents, and, uh, you know, I seem to have, you know, broken free from all the BS and seen through it. Uh, and, you know, I went to the indoctrination camp, the school. I even went to the university, graduated from the University of Florida. So I, I continued the indoctrination process. But somehow I was I was able to, to get out somewhat untouched. Um, and, and, you know, the whole thing about how we do what the opposites, uh, the opposite of our parents do. Right. You know, and we kind of go separate ways. I wonder, I've been, I've been giving this consideration. If I am to, you know, give my son the upbringing of a free mind and so on and so forth, will he become a young Republican and want to be a part of this crazy system that we live in? Uh, it, I mean, will there be some sort of reverse psychology that takes place? Well, that's what I, that's what I fear. Uh, you know, like I said, with the government training camps, uh, uh, today I was looking, you know, the new uh, Grand Theft Auto is coming out, I think, in September. And the the released photo that they have on their Facebook page is a couple guys standing at the back of a car pulling guns out. But in the background, there's a chemtrail. Big old chemtrail going right behind them. And every cartoon you see, there's, there's Dave <laughs> Snorton. Every cartoon you see, there's chemtrails <laughs> everywhere. And it's just... They they are they're they're trying to to put this stuff in our children's head that this is how it should be and this is normal and they should be these big white squares all throughout the sky drawn all day long you know Dave uh, some of those old movies uh, did, did we see the same trails or is it uh, a recent phenomena What if I could show you pictures from the fifties Let's see them Oh, just give me a few, a few seconds. Google it. I, I show I show Sean all the time that there that there is chemtrails, you know, or persistent contrails from the fifties. Actually, I I cited an Ansel Adams picture with a persistent contrail in it, but nobody gives a shit. Well, that's because that persistent contrail that you speak of is coming from a prop-driven engine. It's a total different thing. Oh, okay. That completely derailed from, you know, why you would raise your children <laughs> know, to right? think That's in a certain way. Sorry, How yeah, I didn't you mean got to do on chemtrails from the 1950s, I'll never know. I want to, I want to share an experience with, with Bob. Uh, both my parents are hippies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or I should say were. Um, my father took me to a Indian Point nuclear rally, uh, Indian Point nuclear power plant rally in 1980. I was 12 years old. Right, and he was talking about. Even then, he was talking about, yeah, when the shit hits the fan, we're gonna have dirt bikes and, and machine guns, and we're gonna live in the woods and live off, you know, the land. And I was like, yeah. And he was into solar power back then. He had the Mother Earth news. Sweet. And, and my mother was, you know, kind of like, and they they divorced when I was like, I don't know, two years old. Um, and my mother was very uh, hippie-ish. You know, she's like, watch out, watch out for your privacy. Don't do this. You know, she really wasn't. You know, she didn't indoctrinate me. But I turned out, you know, initially as a statist, you know, thinking that my, you know, because I was told by my stepfather that my father, my father's crazy, right? And, you know, the way that I thought, you know, because I'm, I'm with my peers and the peers think the statist way, 
So I don't know if you, I don't know how you raise your child if, if you, if, you know, if they're opposite you. Well, see, Dave, I was the same way. Also, though, my parents were kind of hippies, and I was a status for a very long time up until four or five years ago. Right. So and my went, parents were brainwashed, and yet I, I became a hippie who saw through all the lies from a very young age. Jeez, right, so, I, I'm beginning to wonder if maybe I should uh, start to program my son with the propaganda. <laughs> yeah, he might have turned out better off that way. Well, who knows? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can't... Um, even even with that all in consideration, I'm still going to have to supply him with the real info, you know. Now, I could I could tell you the other side of the story is I have a 19-year-old son that lives in New York. And I, I, I had him watch uh, Zeitgeist, I don't know, when he was 14, 15 years old. And America Freedom to Fascism and a couple of the movies, and he gets it. He totally is kind of into it, and he asks me all the time uh, through text messages because, you know, the, the youth today doesn't doesn't call up. Doesn't even listen to my own fucking radio show. <laughs> I know my son's the same way, dude. Don't my eighteen-year-old's the same way, right? But but he, you know, like I was able to open up his mind, and he uh, is fighting the power. So maybe I, I don't know what I'm saying here. You have a fifty-fifty shot of your kid either being a statist or not. <laughs> well, yeah, and you know, like with me, Bob, my oldest eighteen-year-old, he lives in New Jersey. Uh, up until he was about twelve or thirteen, we spent a lot of time together. But that was well before I really talked about any of this stuff. Now, as he's gotten older, he's kind of fallen the same footprint. He believes in the things I talk about. He gets 9-11. He gets, um, you know, the, the way the world is. But he's not, you know, gung-ho into it like his dad is. But as long as he gets it, that's what matters to me, I think, at this point. Right. I right. think the, the way to think about it when you're parenting someone and thinking about when they do get older and they do start making decisions is to not raise them in the state of mind of picking a side or drawing a line. You just have to raise them to want to think for themselves. You can give your opinion and go, but this is what this person believes. There's a, you know, there's 10,000 different ways to skin a cat. Like you, you know, (laughs) you come up with your story, but you raise your children to be independent thinkers. And critical thinkers at that. Absolutely. And, and then the, the connections and, and uh, whatnot that they make should be on their own. Um, so rather than saying, you know, well, let's use 9-11 as an example. Building 7 fell in free fall speed. This is obvious controlled demolition. Da, da, da. Allow them to come to their own conclusions because you came, uh, you, because you informed them and gave them the tools to see through the lies and let them go through the process themselves. Yeah. Just the it, same way we had to. The most beautiful thing yeah. you can put out is a free thinking child oh, into yeah. the world. Ours is free thinking. Well, there you go. Sure. I, th- I think that's the answer. Yeah. I think it's a great answer. So, uh, that's how we're going to raise our children. How did your, um, <laughs> how did your, uh, your, uh, <laughs> fundraiser go last week? Oh, for the free your mind conference. Yes. Um, it went well. We, we had uh, only 600 Federal Reserve notes raised, um, but that that's pretty good. Uh, now, in contrast, you got other people with money bombs raising hundreds of thousands of dollars, but that's neither here nor there. Right. Every little bit helps. Uh, it'll at least pay for one speaker to come out there, and you know, I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's what this all comes down to: is that it cost Federal Reserve notes. 
to get people to fly there and, and to house them. So, well, of course, yeah, absolutely. Now, where is that at? Is that up north in Jersey or Pennsylvania? It's in or Philly. Philly. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, it's in Philly, and um, this year they they got a much larger venue. It's going to be at a Quaker meeting house. Okay, you know, they don't call it a church; they call it a meeting house. Ah, well, so I'm, I'm from that area. Well, I'm from that area originally. Uh, well, that's because that's where the community would meet. So that would be their meeting house. You know what I mean? I guess that's. I think the Quakers are interesting. You know, they are very interesting. Them and the um, Amish are very interesting. Also, yeah. Uh, I lived right in uh, Pens. I lived in Western Pennsylvania for about you know, three, four years, and uh, you know, their Amish were everywhere. Carts everywhere. Um, well, think about this: when shit hits the fan, the Amish—they're going to be the ones calling the shots. Yeah, pretty much. They'll have to teach everybody how to make their clothes and how to grow the land and and how to do all these things that they're living the life doing maybe i need to become amish without the religious bullshit yeah that would be nice wouldn't it because <laughs> the basic way of life is very nice i got no, why don't we no just kick that off and call it something <laughs> <laughs> we'll just call it our we'll call it our own thing go ahead and name that now though, they're gonna think we're al-qaeda <laughs> well you know they're already doing that what's is your it, then you turn into that guy eustace from uh was it north carolina <laughs> yeah yeah Still comes after you. That's amazing. Well, like you said, that was he. Uh, he put himself in the open on that one. He he put himself on TV, which oh, yeah. you God can't blame he him. Put himself on TV. Well, it, you can't blame him. He had to make some, just like like Bob says, some Federal Reserve notes to uh, you know feed himself and and pay the electric and and stuff no, for his no, school. No, no, no. He doesn't need all that stuff. He has no electric. I want I want to make a point. Bob said he raised six hundred Federal Reserve notes, which is at current price is god here we go bitcoin 4.16 bitcoins <laughs> which yeah, is I, i've been following the bitcoin thing from the very get-go um and in fact i better check if i have any bitcoins with the uh you know the recent influx in price jeez yeah yeah what, what is what's uh well wait i actually i want to go back to one thing first uh what's your thought on have you heard about the the anti-government family that kidnapped their kids here in florida you know you, you tagged me in a post on that uh, and I watched it. I actually covered it uh, live on the air the other day. Um, and, and, you know, part of me wonders, you know, they tied the grandma up. Mm -hmm. uh, and it sounds kind of, you know, crazy. Um, at least the way the media presented it. Right. But, of course, they present things like that on a regular basis. <laughs> so, you know, you got to take that. With the well, I don't know if you heard earlier, one of the things that I threw out there was, what if the grandma was working with them? I mean... What if she just said, "Okay, I'll I'll sit here for two, three hours while you take off, uh, you know, tie me up so I can, you know, say you tied me up so I have some marks and, you know, take the kids and get out of here." Yeah. Meanwhile, they're actually back at the house, probably. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but you know, what about that, Bob? What do you have you thought of the, about that line? Maybe on that? Uh, no, I I didn't. Um, I got the impression that the grandma had custody because she fought for it legally. Uh, I mean, for the courts to take away custody from parents, that's a big gesture. You know why they did, though, right? Well, because they attended a anti-government rally and had cannabis charges. Yeah, that's really, is that really a reason to take some of these kids? I mean, I have an update. Uh-oh, we have an update. Dave's been like hardcore researching this since we brought it up to begin with. Go ahead, right. Dave. You know, Reason.com is a very libertarian-leaning uh, publication. Yeah, I like that site. <laughs> All right, so they have an updated uh, thing on this uh, hacking child abduction story. Now, the update says, Detective Daniel 
Sneesenheimer, whatever the fuck that last name is, who turns out is the public information officer for the Slidell Police Department. And that's, I guess, in Louisiana. And not the officer who arrested uh, Haken. Emails, uh, Mr. Haken, as far as we know it, was not at an anti-government rally. I never made the statement, and I don't know where it came from. Oh, how about that? Why is that not everywhere? I came, it came from the media. Well, yeah, that's, that's my guess. That's because he had an InfoWars um, um, uh, spray-painted on his mailbox. I don't know if that picture that, that was on there was taken, the, the one in the article I sent you, was taken off of a TV from Rob Revere. He actually took that picture and sent it to me. That, they never re-aired that picture on the Fox channel locally. Do you have it? Why don't you retweet that picture? I will. I, I got to pull it up again. Um, it's actually, I'll, I'll retweet the story that it's in. Um, but yeah, that, that, that it's actually a picture of the mailbox, and that never played again. So that's how they got to the anti-government because he's an Infowars listener. Probably they went to his website visiting and saw all the hits to Infowars. Probably Intel Hub. Probably me. Probably you know because Shifty and I were talking earlier. This guy looks familiar. And if he's into InfoWars and he lives in the Tampa Bay area, more than likely he listens to Ledge, Shannon, me possibly. He might even been the uh, the nine eleven rally you were at. Yeah, you never know. So that's how close this one hits home to us. That's why I kind of we've been talking about it a lot tonight. And uh, so, well, what's the guy's name? Uh, Joshua Hawken. Hawken, Dave. H a k k e n. Okay, I'm going to do a search here. Josh Hawken. Um, Haken. We are ch- Haken. We are change uh, Tampa. I'm sure it'll show up on the We Are, we are Change site. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, what's his What's his uh, screen name, Dave? Hold on a second. He has, he has another name there, uh, Bob. Hold on for a sec. Dave's got it. On on air investigating. This is how it works, guys. You want to know how we figure this shit out? This is how we do it. I see the reason uh, article that popped up. Dave's Uh, looking. Go ahead, Dave. It's like a sail bull. Give me a second. Sail bull. I think it was. Because you had it. It was sail bull altogether. I kind of closed out that. uh... So, Bob, tell us more about your child. (laughs) <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah, sailing bull. Sailing bull. Bob bull. is his yeah. is his screen name that he uses. You see a whole. Oh, here we go. He's on the Adam versus the Man forum. Yep. Yeah, yep. we found that already. Yep. That's where I got that from. Sailing bull. Yep. What an interesting name. <laughs> well, but isn't it funny now? I don't. Obviously, I don't know if you know this, but apparently, uh, they found his truck at a marina, and they there are. There are pictures. Uh, I, actually, if you go to my website, um, and the most recent story I posted has pictures from the Hillsborough County Police Department, surveillance pictures of this guy on a sailboat. So now they think that he took this sailboat and is in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, it says he's a veteran from the, the Air, uh, Force. Air Force. Yes, which brings another question because we know that the Air Force tends to be very tight-knit with the CIA and clandestine operations, and different experiments. So where is... I want to know this guy's history. What was his job in the Air Force? What did he do in the Air Force? What's he doing now for a profession? 
You know, what is his story? Because this all just came out of nowhere. He works. Uh, I I closed out the, the page. Stop closing pages, Dave. He was a mechanical engineer in the Air Force. Right, and he works in South Tampa. Hmm. I do, I'm reading something here about the counts. Two counts of kidnapping, two counts of interference in child custody, two counts of child neglect, one count of false imprisonment, burglary with a battery, grand theft auto, and if he was armed when any of this happens, Florida 10 to 20 life law could come into play. So this guy's facing a lot of time. Well, the two counts of child neglect is taking the children from the grandma. They're, they're tagging everything on there they can. Exactly. Yeah, so it's just something to really search into, Bob, because this could turn into being nothing or it could be... Something interesting. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know what they're working on here with this My story. wife sent me a link to this independently, not having seen uh, your post on it. And uh, she thought it was worth our while to check out. Uh, I believe InfoWars did cover it. Yeah, they did. Mistaken. Yeah, I sent over. As a matter of fact, on their, on the, they used that one picture on their, uh, on their banner there, that their scrolling banner. So uh, I, I don't know. I, it's just something to really think about. Alex got into his uh, normal tirade that he was all pissed off that he was being blamed. Uh, I'm sure you remember in 2009 when the guy in Pittsburgh killed the two cops and they tried to blame it on InfoWars. Do you remember that well, story? And then there was the guy who threw his uh, plane into that uh, building in Texas. Right, yep, the uh, the IRS building in Texas. Yeah. What was his name? We were just talking about him a few. I think we talked about him last time you were on with us. Uh, what was his name? I forget. Uh, that was that was a normal thing though. That was just one of those guy snapped. I, I really believe. Uh, although there was reports, I guess, of a second person in there and all kinds of different things. What else is on Bob Tuscan's list, Bob? Well, uh, it's springtime, so we're getting ready for for the garden again. Um, kind of crazy weather here in Florida for. Uh, well, it's crazy weather everywhere, I guess, but it's been kind of crazy. Uh, here in north central florida but um no we've got some some seeds we're ready to put in the ground and that kind of thing uh, it's tough because i'm still renting although i live out in the country and i have i don't know 11 12 acres uh that i'm able to use it, it you know it's hard to justify going all out growing a big garden uh at a place where you don't know if you're going to stay for for long um because part of the gardening is investing in the soil making sure you have the right nutrients, all that good stuff. So, that, you know, that's that's a, a concern for me. But, uh, you know, it's still essential that we can do what whatever we can. Uh, like I mentioned last time, even if you have to sprout in your kitchen and, right. and be a kitchen gardener, you know, at least get some practice doing that. And there's always community gardens, so that's always an option. Have you heard of aquaponics yet? Yeah, in fact, uh, I have a cl- a good friend who uh, was in a band with me back in the day, who has a f- a farm not too far from Tampa. Uh, it's out a little bit past Lakeland. Okay. Um, Polk County, and um, this was I don't know six years ago now. He set up an aquaponics farm, so I actually got to go out there and experience the aquaponic farming firsthand. And let me tell you, there's nothing like it. For those who don't know, let me quickly just explain what it is. There we go. I know you guys all know about it, but those listeners who don't know, it, it's essentially hydroponic vegetable growing with the growing of fish. Um, so it's a all-in, uh, you know, all-in, 
inclusive system where you have your vegetables hooked up to um, a fish tank, which supplies the, the water with all the waste from the fish, you know, which is essentially fertilizer. Right. And that water is then fed into your hydroponic system that the plants soak up, you know, all that nutrients. And then what, it, what they do is they kind of purify the water back, which is then sent back to the fish tanks. Right. They add the nitrates and everything the fish need to the live fish properly. The clean water and all the nitrates and all that. Exactly. Um, so it, it's kind of a, you know, a self-sustainable system, uh, especially if you can grow... Uh, the food for the fish within the system. And, you know, one of the cool um, Doomsday Prepper episodes, as much as that was kind of a, a mocking of, of those getting prepared, was the guy with the, with the pool. Um, have you, I'm sure you guys have seen that, right? I don't watch any TV, so no, I haven't seen it, well, honestly. I, I got it online. I, I threw my TV out years ago. But <laughs> with all the hype with this Doomsday Prepper show and whatnot, I had to check it out. And in the very first episode, they show a guy with an aquaponic system that's set up in his swimming pool. Wow, that's a good – well, because then you can grow the fish big enough to actually eat. Yeah, and the most common fish they use for that is tilapia, um, which is what my friend used – in uh in outside of Tampa. Uh and it's and it's really cool because there's nothing like making a meal, taking a fish right out of the, out of the uh the system, banging it over the head with a frying pan, okay? <laughs> and filleting it, you know, taking out the guts. I know this is kind of gross, but that's that's life here, folks. Uh and then having it still jumping around somewhat in the in the frying pan uh, as you're cooking it. And picking vegetables from that same system to, to go along with the meal. I mean, it, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's very cool. Um, it's a great experience. And it really puts you in touch with the process that your food um, has to go through before you can consume it. You know, we, we're so accustomed to going to the store. And where does food come from? You ask most kids these days. The grocery I don't store. want to say kids because that sounds ageist. But, but you ask most people, they, they say it comes from the store. You know, where does fish come from? Well, it comes from the, the fish department, from the case. Right. You know, where does where do the vegetables come from? You know, it's scary. I don't, I don't know if you guys have ever seen any, any um, examples of this, but it's scary. People don't know. You ask them where a carrot comes from, they have no idea. They don't understand that it comes from the ground and it's, you know, it it's a root. It's a root vegetable. <laughs> right. You know, where do carrots come from? Oh, they come from trees, right? <laughs> it's, yeah, it is I mean, scary. It's literally, that's what people think. That kind of ridiculousness. Well, see, we keep ourselves in a pretty tight group. So, luckily enough, most of the people that surround us have you know more than half a brain. Thank God. Uh, you know, four toads. One of them. He's he's only got uh, nine nine toes, but he's got you know all, almost all of a brain. Of course, half that. a brain. <laughs> what he lacks in toes, he makes up for in brain. Yeah, I was going to say. He <laughs> needs ten toes. Who yeah, needs screw, that? Screw that balance toe. He doesn't need that. <laughs> that toe. <laughs> Does it make a difference, really? No. Dave? Well, it's not so much the toe. It's the fifth metatarsal that they took out. And yeah, it does make a difference. Now the metatarsal, sir. <laughs> but that's another show. Did you walk with a limp, he asked, Dave? <laughs> uh, sometimes. He he tends to have... Uh, I've hung out with him at events where we're out for a while and standing and... 
after a few hours of standing, he, he gets a lot of just exhaustion. And I think that's because he's using extra bo- uh, muscles in his body to balance because that, that pinky toe really does help no. with balancing. No, you're actually um, mostly wrong. It, <laughs> it's not, it's not like so much that. the pinky and the metatarsal. It's the perineal muscular atrophy that I have that is now amplified by the metatarsal and toe being gone. You know, I really, uh, the 40s have not been good to me. And I knew this was going to happen to me. Um, but uh, I am in declining health. So, on to another subject. <laughs> Pinky in the brain. <laughs> I don't know why that came into my mind. <laughs> We're going to start calling, forget Fortoed, you're now Pinky in the brain. Where, where's Shifty these days? <laughs> where's Shifty these days? He does a show before mine. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, he has his own now. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty shitty. It's pretty shifty. <laughs> it's pretty shitty. I'm into shifty. It's, yeah. it's, called in, it's called In Focus with Shifty. He leads into us. He does his uh, little... You should call him one day. That would be really fun to hear that he's one. Our little, shit. He's our little redheaded stepchild now. Yeah. I love picking on him. Oh, I got, I got a, um, to tell you guys something. Here's a confession. Uh, I went to go pick up my dad in Tampa at the airport. He came to visit, and Tampa was... You know, we're not too far from Tampa. We're about two hours, and that happens to be one of the, the nearest airports. But anyways, I turned on the radio, and I got Bubba, the, Bubba the Love Sponge. Right. Okay, this, this is your guy, right? Yeah, that's yeah, the radio I.O. That's one of the guys we work with or with people that work with All him. Right. And I like, I like Ledge. I like, you know, those guys. But I had never listened to Bubba before. So I said, cool. Here's my chance to finally see what all the to-do was about. And, and and I swear, it was some of the worst radio I have ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was no substance to it whatsoever. It was all shit talking. Uh, and and I, was, I was somewhat interested because I can't stand Schnitt. I can't stand his ass. Oh, yeah, you got him on a, on a rant with Schnitt. Well, I got, I got Schnitt, and then he was talking uh, about some newscaster, which... But, I mean, there was no substance to it. There, there's on and off days. I mean, I listen. That's my my guilty pleasure. I kind of listen to him as my. And there's days they get it like really good. And you know what started me listening to him was my boss said she knew what I was into and she called me and said you have to listen to Bubba. Turn it on right now. He's got Jesse Ventura on. So I tuned. This was back uh, two two and a half. Like right when his book was coming out, his last one. So I tuned in and I listened. And they all believe 9-11 is bullshit. Um, they believe the government's, you know, it's totally screwed up and is useless. Um, they supported Ron Paul, although they, don't, they didn't really stand up and support him the way they should have. Um, they did backdoor support him. Um, so that's what got me to supporting them, which led me to, to working with Ledge. And now I'm trying to, I do a segment on another show called The Shannon Burke Show. And we do Conspiracy Corner once a week, and it's, it's allowing me to reach different people. People that, you know, we, we're speaking to the choir right now. We know that. True, true. You know, so it's nice to branch out and try to reach these other people. And that's what I use that outlet for. And they've helped me a lot with promoting. Um, and, and, yeah, I, I well, get what you're saying with Bubba. I'm glad you said that because that makes me feel better. Because I, I thought you guys had just been listening to some... I mean, it wasn't even Howard Stern quality. <laughs> it's been rough the past, I'd say, year or so because he's been going through that stupid lawsuit with Schnitt. Um, they've had a lot of different issues go down that 
personally has affected the quality of radio. Uh, I would have left if there was better talk radio to go to. Yeah, there's really not there's there's really not better terrestrial talk radio in the morning. Yeah, especially in this area, there's nothing better. I mean, there really isn't. I, I don't want to rant about Bubba, but yeah, I'm glad you got to yeah. check them out. There, there is better. Don't listen to the radio. And I, and Bob, uh, I can't believe I'm going to say this on air, but I uh, used to be a big fan of Bubba, and now I am not. I don't have time to like upload a podcast to my phone while I drive to work, while juggling a child in a lunchbox and taking him to daycare, <laughs> and then stopping there and then heading to the office. Like I don't have time for that shit. Yeah, I want to get in my car and turn the radio on, and I want to yeah. be able to find good talk radio. Why does it have to be complicated? Why do I have to download shit or have an <laughs> app on my phone? Why? I hear you. Because it's 2013. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, Dave. I don't want to be there. Uh, but I, I like to listen to, to terrestrial radio as well. And, and in fact, I'll, I am a chronic caller uh, to the local neocon shows. Mm. Uh, so much so that they came up with a nickname for me, and it's not Shifty or, or Fortoed. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Captain Cameltoe? <laughs> Close. Master Debater? I'm the Jeez, can you play debater. that clip again? That was great. Yeah, I got that right here. Hold on, pull that up here. It's got a nice, ready and loaded. I'm the master debater. I'm the master debater. (laughs) I had to cut that one out. I loved it. (laughs) All right, so what's what's your uh, goofy radio nickname? Okay, my goofy radio nickname is Meat Grinder. (laughs) Meat Grinder. I have no clue how they came up with this name, but they have insisted for the last eight years or so since I've been calling this show these neocons on, on the local talk station. They've insisted on calling me Meat Grinder, and they've gotten to the point where they've dedicated an entire day for my type of call or for my call, for that matter. Well, that's wow. excellent. That, that's really good to hear. I yeah, feel like I, it's I, I, time, it's, sir, after eight years, to demand an explanation <laughs> as to the source of your nickname. Your name. to know. Uh, <laughs> they even have a promo. You guys ready to hear the promo they came up yeah, with? Yeah, I want to hear it. There it is. Mike Job Thursday. When are people going to wake up? The Drive Time Happy Hour. And realize this is wrong, wrong, wrong. News Talk 97.3. The banksters are in control. The Sky. They call it Whack Job Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) And and they they take the most ridiculous clip of me screaming at the top of my lungs. Oh, we always got to give them something, don't we? I love Jeez. that. That's good. You know, there's a guy up in uh, in New York somewhere, and he he uh, somehow ended up finding this video. It's one of the chemtrail videos that are out there, Uh-oh. and uh, he had called in and actually got the people in the studio to go outside and look up. And they came in and they went. It was like a. Uh, oh, is this Anthony Antonella? Up in New uh, Upstate New York somewhere, I believe. I think he's in PA, but I think I think it's Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. So they went through this whole thing. I think. Well, they called him Crazy Charlie. I thought. Maybe it oh, wasn't. Okay. All right. Maybe. maybe. It, but it's on YouTube, and it's it's a really cool clip to hear because all of a sudden they you know they they look out the window at the studio and they say yeah we see these big and then they start getting phone call after phone call of just normal people yeah what the hell is these big white lines going through the sky all of a sudden you know it was just it was a really neat clip. Sorry, Dave. I'm on with Bob. We're going to talk chemtrails. That's okay. <laughs> I, I'll just keep quiet. <laughs> <laughs> he loves his chemtrails. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I call into all these shows. There's one guy named uh, Andrew Lipinski. 
Now, he does not go by Andrew Lipinski on the air. Uh, he goes by Andy Dean, which is his name. And, and he, he's ridiculous. Uh, a Jewish kid from South Florida, which you know I can say because I'm a Jewish kid from South Florida. But, <laughs> I mean, he's brainwashed, neocon, uh, syndicated talk show host. So I called him up one day. Uh, and I, I, you know, the the call's real fast here. I, I have the clip. Let's see if I can pull it up here. It's real fast, and you should see what these these idiots do when when you call up their show. Uh, they have something called a dump button. Right. And here's a classic example of when you start spitting out too much of the truth. How these neocon lamestream hosts will use their dump button. Dump Bob button. in Florida. Bob, what do you have? Thanks, Andy. I appreciate it. Uh, Hillary Clinton has had the road to the White House presented to her many years ago when her husband, Bill, attended Georgetown University and studied under Qu- Carol Quigley, who uh, most famously wrote the novel. Uh, I just fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Right, let's go to Tim and- so what did you say? Yeah, he fell asleep. No, he used the dump on him because I, I went on to, to give a good rant in there about, I don't know, I probably... And... and- Everything I could spit out within the next 20 seconds before I, I knew he would hang up on me. Um, but, no, it wasn't boring. It, it was uh, something that uh, you didn't want to allow break, to break fr- through your, uh, your bullshit paradigm. Uh, and, and that's the problem with these guys. Right. Well, and, mean, that's and, th- and it's not like they're in on it. They, they just... They're told what not to let get through. And they no, know it's not that even it, that they're told what not to let get through. They're just pussies, for lack of a better term. They're just trying to pander and are afraid for their own, you know, insecure reasons to to allow for real information to get through because they think it's deemed to be taboo and and it's what they perceive others might look down upon. And it, and it really is not, not a grand conspiracy where they have people telling them what they can or cannot have said on their shows. It's a self-censorship a lot of times. And that's, what, that's one of the things I like about Bubba is you, if you were to call in there and you were consistent with a good point, um, maybe drop that you had been on DC before, they would let you get your – and they've done it before. Uh, Chris Steiner, you know who that is? Yeah, I know, Chris. Yep. Yeah, he's gotten – he had a big thing coming up. And he called in, said, you know, uh, my name's Chris. I've been a guest on DC before. I want to just talk about this. And they gave him a good four and a half minutes and just let him rant. You know, that's that's the way they are. That's why I get what you were saying by that day because there are days I feel the same. But I know that if somebody has a message, they let it through. And they don't do that kind of stuff. Dave, would you agree with that? I, I could agree with that, yeah. So, you know, that's... That's one of the things that really keeps me attracted to them is that they're like that. And then I call coast to coast once in a while, and, oh. and they let me speak. Oh yeah, yeah. So, because I'm crazy, and that's what. <laughs> How is it getting through to like a show like? Because I mean, I don't really call shows. Um, I've never tried. It's a to. lot easier than you might think. Is it? Yeah, a lot. I mean, calling these shows is just a matter of picking up the phone a lot of times. And yeah, you get the busy signal and whatnot, but. I used to call Schnitt. <laughs> I would love to hear that call. Oh, yeah. I used to call Schnitt. I mean, and that, that's going back now 10 years. Well, he's supposed to be the big conservative guy that, you know, oh, yeah. is going to use the government another to sue Jewish another. Another Jewish kid from South Florida. Yeah. Who used the government to sue another talk show host because he's not happy with what he, he said lost, about him. He lost, right? Yeah. Yeah. He lost. Thank God. No, he's got, no, hold on a second. 
He lost a case. Yeah, he's going to still walk away with money, though. Win financially, yeah. Yeah, he's going to walk because what happened was his law firm effed the case all up. So he lost the case to Bubba. Um, Which my girlfriend works at, that that. That law firm. Super Canaper, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Schumlock, Schum- yeah, that one. Anyway, um, he lost the case, but he he made it so that Bubba doesn't get any money. Where, you know, if you lose a civil suit, if I sue you and I lose, I should pay for your lawyer. Correct, Bob? Right. Yeah, that's, that's how you think it should be. Yeah. Right. Well, it worked out that he had to sign an agreement with uh, Mr. Schnitt saying that he would not be paying for any of his legal fees and he couldn't talk about uh, his wife or kid ever again on air. So Bubba had to eat the money that he spent on legal fees and Schnitt didn't have to pay anything. Plus, Schnitt now has a lawsuit out against his lawyers from the Bubba case because they screwed the case up and he has a case. He's going to walk away with about $3 million. $3 million over somebody talking shit about my wife? Yep. And that's wow. what they're figuring. In between two point five to three million, he's going to walk with after all his legal fees are taken care of. Jeez, I'm in the I'm in the wrong business. Yeah, no shit, right? Yeah, well, here's the thing: Are your did your wife does your wife or did your wife work in the Tampa court system? Are they friends with the uh, the prosecutor or the district district, district attorney? Attorney? Or yeah. yeah. So you know that's the reason why he got what he got because he's got friends in high places. Oh, and get this one, Bob. Remember, I think last time we had you on, we talked about the um, the comment that was made about, you know, it's not really innocent, that whole thing. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, this past, I think it was two weeks ago, um, uh, in association to a nightclub that Bubba used to be associated with, um, the state is, tr- or the, the, the township is trying to shut the nightclub down. Well, a lawyer speaking on behalf of the, the county of the township called Bubba an unsavor, unsavorly character in like in a in a courtroom in a presentation to, to city council said that the city considers him an unsavory character. Now, could you imagine that? That's slander. Yeah, but could you imagine like that's but he's, a, but he's a public figure, you know. But he's all—he's a public figure, but he's also a private figure. I mean, he pays taxes, he runs businesses in that town, and his the the, hmm. ta- the town he he pays massive amounts of taxes to that he runs businesses in is calling him an unsavory character. I just don't think that's right. I think he's got a lawsuit. I think he's going to follow through with a lawsuit on that one. He'll probably lose that too. He loses every guy. <laughs> no, the poor guy. Anyway, yeah, let's talk some more truth here. We only got a couple more minutes. Um, so we got you five days a week still, right, Bob? Yeah, I'm on at 10 o'clock now, uh, 10 Eastern, and um, I've uh, moved my show over to uh, a couple new new affiliates, namely RBN, um, which, you know, I, I don't get into the whole network drama and all this and that. I just kind of do my show and look for, the, you know, the best platform to pick it up, uh, meaning uh, the most people I can, I can reach with the show because nobody wants to waste their time doing a show not reaching anyone. That's why we do a show. That's right. I know that's hard to believe. <laughs> um, so if Premiere wants to pick up my show, you know, pick pick up the show as long as I don't have to, to change uh, what I'm going into. I don't care. Uh, for instance, Clyde Lewis out of Portland uh, just had his show picked up by Premiere 
and that was in in Miami visiting my folks, and I turn on 610 WIOD, the major clear channel station down there. Uh, Schnitt has been on that station for years. And uh, sure enough, I hear James Evan Pilato, who's now Clyde's producer, and Clyde on the radio. Uh, and, you know, and, and it's, it's a major uh, aha moment for me in that, you know, we don't have to limit ourselves here. We, we can grow exponentially just like anyone else. And the truth is popular. Uh, and even the, the shill companies that everyone considers to be a bunch of gatekeeping, you know, bullshitters, even they are picking up on the, that fact and, and, you know, allowing sh- shows to break through like uh, Clyde Lewis or you know, Coast to Coast, even though these shows aren't perfect, uh, at least it, it's, you know, a sign that um, there is not complete, complete censorship. People are waking up. Humanity is actually getting hungry for real information. Yeah, and I mean, they put these shows on in the middle of the night, but, you know, at least it's something. Wake up the main guys, our truck drivers, you know, that's the, a, a, a large part of Raz Radio Live's listening audience is truck drivers. Um, and those are the guys listening to those shows. And those are the guys that, um, you know, really step up. I look at Trucker Mike. I don't know if you know who he is or not, but uh, he's been promoting Rebel Inc. Rebel Inc. like a crazy man. Um, he's, he's got his own websites. they got a lot of time uh, that they're forced to take. And and they have a you know they got nothing else to do and and they're really a good asset these truck drivers man keep talking to them because they're the ones listening believe it or not they're really the ones listening. Well, you know they they make this country run. If it's not you know most of the people uh, get their food from the store which is supplied with trucks you know carrying it from thousands of miles away, uh, and if if the trucks go down, then people are fucked. Yeah, until they figure out how to animate them with uh, robots or drones or something like that, right? Automate. Automate, yeah, them too, that too. <laughs> what did I say, animate? Yeah, you did. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna look like uh, Bugs Bunny trucks going down the road sooner or later. <laughs> we'll see. You know, just a, a point of fact here that uh, truck driving is a more dangerous job than a policeman. Oh, yeah, so by far. The next time you want to either thank your cop Thank a truck driver. I would agree with that statement. Thank you for your service, sir. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, you wouldn't be eating without them, that's for sure. You wouldn't be doing shit without them. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to go to Walmart and buy your big screen TV and your, your Nike sneakers or whatever the hell it is you buy there anymore. And give them room, man. Cut those sons of bitches off. Of course they jackknife, and then they blame it on the truck driver. Meanwhile, it's always a four-wheeler that takes a truck out. <laughs> Dave, did you used to drive truck? Yeah, I am a little biased. <laughs> I took a truck in New York. Where can we find your show at, Bob? Uh, just my website, bobtuskin.com, on five days a week. I got the archives up there. I'm a little behind. I have to manually upload them, so about two weeks behind. Uh, shit, that's, that's my uh, never-ending to-do list that I have <laughs> uh, is update some of the shows. And, and you know, it's only an hour, uh, five days a week still, nonetheless, but, it, but it's an hour, and we usually have a different guest on every day. Uh, we had Mary Toko on this week about um, the vaccination issue. We had Loren Murray on to talk about the nuclear situation. Uh, Tila Tequila is coming on, uh, which I find to be interesting and tabloidish all at the same time. Well, isn't she like all against the Illuminati? I saw something about her yeah. ranting about that. Yeah, she's she's a former reality TV star, I guess, or... 
porn star. I don't know. What a little she bit is. of both. She's cute. I mean, don't get me wrong. She's definitely cute. She had yeah, like I, the highest likes on Facebook or MySpace or something, and then she She's, got a TV show on MTV. Tequila, tequila. She's famous for some. Yeah, and she dated like men and women on there. And now she's going all pro. That, that was my Jello days. That was a good show. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't know very much about her, but she's coming on the show. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I try to, to uh, have a wide variety of, of interesting guests and topics. So Good. Well, yeah, this is what we all try to do. You know, uh, you can't just be uh, doom and gloom all the time. And every once in a while, we have just a fun show. And we just kind of, you know, we still talk topic, but we try to... Have fun while we do it, you know. It's, it's, it, we have you have to do that, <laughs> and we don't always have to agree, you know. No, it's 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 actually more fun as a talk show host to do a show where people where you have someone that you disagree with on. You know who I'd like to see you have on, Bob. You need to reach out to Brad Friedman and mm. have him on with you. No. I don't know. Him. Oh he's, yeah, reach he's out. He's a blood boiler. <laughs> reach, reach out to Brad Friedman uh, at the Brad uh, at the Brad blog on Twitter. No one will ever frustrate you more than that. He person. will drive you crazy. You'll have a lot of fun with him. If you listen to Thursday night on Dangerous Conversation, he's on from eight to you know, nine nine thirty ten o'clock. Depends on how how much they're going back and forth. Uh, I I think you would have fun with him as a guest. You really is he would. a dentist? <laughs> no, he's uh, he uh, he runs. I just the- did a search. That's why I said that I I came up with a Brad Friedman dentist. <laughs> Friedman, Friedman. Yeah, you feel like you're at a dentist when you talk to him. That's for sure. Too much fluoride. <laughs> no, he's really smart. He's he he um he's at the headline of um a lot of the voter fraud stuff. Uh, he really okay. tracks a lot of that. His website's the Brad blog. It's thebradblog.com, yeah. It's just everything else he talks about. Yeah, he's he's yeah. he's very he's very uh, it's it's so hard to describe somebody because when you say liberal in my mind I think libertarian. But he's he's a very left-wing liberal type person. He's a progressive. Yeah, progressive. There you go. Still wants to use the force of government to take stuff away from you. He is he's very scared. twisted on the second amendment. He keeps quoting uh, uh well-regulated but he never says the word militia. No, to him, it's about what do you need? And, and, and he, he has a he, gun. You know, he's trying to define what is a necessity for one to have in order to protect themselves. And that's not his to define. And it, it, the frustrating thing about Brad Friedman, that son of a bitch, <laughs> is when he says something, he believes it to be true. Although and this- nothing you can say can contest it. I and must, that is what's frustrating I, about that man. I, I must say, this is the best thing he's ever said. Can I stick around when Raz comes on so I can tell him where uh, he's we wrong? We can't hear. Or he's absolutely hear. not wrong. He's, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> My Stop favorite drop. doing that, and I hate it. Now, you, you try him out, Bob. Get into a little debate with him, and then call him and uh, call him out and be like, all right, come on my show. And he'll come right on with you, dude. He's a lot of fun. You, you, you'll like having him. Yeah, if you like gay people. I love to hate him. Like Let's put him. it that way. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, Make me stop. I'm gonna, I'm all right, not stop. Talking. I'm not talking. Um, so, now. Bob, it's uh, getting to the top of the hour. Anything else you uh, find pertinent you want to get out, uh, where people can follow you, um, help you out, whatever, anything like that? No, if, if you're in the uh, tri-state area in the uh, Philly area, uh, come out and see me. It's, um, it's great to get to meet with people face to face. You know, we, t- we talk and, and whatnot online and we're all keyboard commandos, but we, we should really get to 
hang out with each other, shake each other's hand. Um, and when's this happening? Uh, at the end of the month, April 23rd, no, 25th, 26th, 27th. That's in Philadelphia. Yep, freeyourmindconference.com is the website. Uh, I'll be speaking, let's see, who else do you know? Mark Passio, um, Fritz Springmeier. Uh, A friend of mine, mine, Karma Tinfoil Slayer, he's uh, involved with that. Oh, yeah, I know him. Yeah, he's involved with that. Yeah, he's a good guy. We had him on a couple weeks ago. Cool. Yeah, he was uh, nice to have on him. uh, Do you know uh, Martin Truther? Uh, on Facebook, yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, on Facebook. Yeah, he's another good interview. We uh, we had him on out of nowhere, and, and uh, I really enjoyed having him on. Really intelligent man. So just some ideas throwing out at you. You know, you got five nights to fill there. So uh, yeah, always interested in having different people on. Uh, we'll have to have you on as well. Uh, we'll have to have Four Toad on. Uh, just not shifty. <laughs> no yeah. shifty, but Dr. Dave can come. <laughs> hey, look at that. Bob and I agree on something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like to pick on Shifty even when he's not here. Jeez. I do, too. Yeah, he's, he's like fun. my little outlet pick-on person. Everybody does that. He do, He's an intern for one of the I.O. shows during the, the oh, afternoon. On, on Is the, that like an excuse for them to treat you like they're bitch? Yeah. No, it's oh, a requirement, do. sir. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they treat him like a bitch, too. They always, Even when he's not there, they're teasing him. So that's and just he, his and job. And he wears that with like, a, like the badge of Honor. Yeah, he takes it with no, pride. I'm, I'm an intern. I, I get to be the bitch. <laughs> he loves it. <laughs> yes, he's he's an asset to Raz Radio, though. I will say that. He's a, he's a big help for me. Um, just like anybody else, Four Toad. If it wasn't for Shifty and Four Toad um, and Rob Revere, Raz Radio wouldn't be in existence. So, uh, well, thank you to them. Absolutely. They're hey, all awesome. Don't you, Sean and Alexi. Always good to be with you guys. Yeah, you too, Bob. I appreciate your time again. Anytime you're welcome to come on board and uh, you know, let us know when uh, 10 o'clock at night, that would be a good time. We could probably uh, pull something off one week. I love him. He's so down to earth Let's and do it. awesome. All right, take care, guys. All right, Bob. Take have care. a great night, buddy. Bye-bye. And there goes Bob. you got to love having him on board. I really do. Yeah, I he's enjoy fun. him. He's a lot of fun. He brings <laughs> a good It's also a nice mellow interview, you know? Yeah, well, I didn't get mad the whole time. But <laughs> explain that in ten minutes. Isn't it nice to talk to people that don't raise your blood pressure? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got a great story for you guys. Okay, all right. Well, I'm we're ready. gonna we're gonna take this sucker off into a break. I got the music playing now, Dave. I know and you can't hear Dave, it. Dave, keep in mind we have our hour segment after the fact. Yes, yes. All right, guys. That was Bob Tuscan. You can find him at bobtuscan.com. Make sure you check out his show Monday through Friday at 10 p.m. Uh, we are going to take a slight break, take a pee, come back, join us, 941-421-0401, jump in the chat room, or hit us on the Twitter. We'll talk to you in a few. The Twitter. Twitter. We all live in different realities. There's no doubt about that. They're trying to form a one unified reality, but as we start to look towards what we're trying to actually get to, and that is liberty, freedom, justice for all, um, which is a global cry, we are now knowing it within from all the internet realms that this is a global cry. It doesn't matter if you're in the Netherlands, in Africa, in uh, Peru, or wherever, we're all saying the same thing all over the globe. All over the globe. Namo, 
so you can't reject anything that comes your way. The universe is trying to speak to you and give you what you need, but you're rejecting it because you think you know what you deserve and what you need, which has all been conditioned and programmed by our culture creators, such as Walt Disney, Monsanto, and everyone else. So the answer to our problem is actually invisible, and it is called synchronicity, but it's an answer that no one can show you. No one can show you. And so now we're asking humanity to have faith in humanity when the Dark Brotherhood is making it so impossible to do so. Because we think all of this is our fault. Because we think all of this is our fault. Because we think all of this is our fault. So we need to find that faith in humanity because listen to all these people that have come out here, every single one of them, a loving, caring, nurturing being that just wants to uplift humanity. Well, that's the majority. Well, that's the majority. Well, that's the majority. Television's telling you the total opposite. Fear those people in a van. Fear, don't go outside. You know, you don't want to be meeting around with people. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And the synchronicities will start to unfold, and then you'll actually believe in miracles. Anything that comes your way, go with it and, and do it to your fullest. That's my message to the world because it'll guide you to your soul's purpose. And if you let your light shine, you know, to your fullest when something comes your way, then it'll magnify and become even more than you ever anticipated. And the best thing is, is that everything's better than you could have ever dreamed it. Everything's better than you could have ever dreamed it. Everything's better than you could have ever. And I know that's a, a hard message to sell when the BP oil spill, with the uh, volcanoes, with the corruption, with everything that's going down, the police state, you know, all of it. It's hard to tell people to regain their faith in humanity, to forgive the anger that you have for these people that have, have trespassed on you, and to just start seeking the new existence. But we have to. That's what we have to do. We're the voice now. We're the voice now. We're the voice now. This is Michael J. Murphy from Why in the World How They Sprain. You're listening to The First 52. Total downtown Moscow, USA. Collapse. Wall Street still partakes. 
takes in the slave trade, man. Don't let them fool you with their little makeshift lemonade stands. Beautiful Starbucks storefront, and there's a rock, hey. That's for that five dollar lot, man. Lynch or mescaline. On time, my time, set the deck. I'ma wrap the world's strongest rope around his bloody neck and sing. Services with the Third Reich, and his grandson never dealt with a Bin Laden. Osama's older brother Salim, he never been to Texas and died in a crash somewhere in Austin. He never owned shares in Herbert Walker or Brusto Energy Fortune. First 52 on Raz Radio Live. I hope you are ready. Because here we go. Bring that down. I'm hearing an echo all of a sudden. That's no fun. Fortoed, I got you, brother. Yeah, I'm here. I heard the echo, too. Brother. 
Oh, you, oh, there you oh, go. There you are. There we go. Well, you were, I had now, to you cut no. you off there for a minute. So, welcome back to the third hour of the first 52 Raz Radio Live. If you guys want to give us a call, 941 421 0401. Hit us in the chat room at razradiolive.com. Look for a little thing that says live chat and go there. And you can That's where talk it is. with us and chat with us. Yeah. Porto, where'd you go? I'm here still. It just. The camera went out because Kevin got on. Oh, it's coming back. Hi, Kevin. Skype premium bullshit. <laughs> What's you up to? Uh, just saying. You're just saying what? Because it works for the other people. Kevin, you want to bitch about the Skype, but the Google was not serving us well, sir. Yeah, the Google's not working well no, tonight. No, 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 no. I'm with Google Plus. Damn mm. Google. I bring someone from St. Louis, someone from Phoenix. I take calls on Skype because I don't use mix minus. <laughs> <laughs> no mix minus talk. What's funny is I was actually listening to a replay of your show today, and all I heard was echoing. I wonder you why that is. You, you know too. what's funny is I've never heard echoing until tonight, which is when we're using partial mix minus. Is that possible to partially use mix no, minus? No, you're, you're mix minus right now, and you don't hear an echo. The problem was before. Oh, you're you're no, I'm no. hearing an echo, sir. That's the thing. That's what I'm telling you, is I've never heard an echo before, and now I do. Oh, so you're but enough of that tech talk oh God, crap. Honey, relax. <laughs> Sorry. It's going to yell back up. Little, oh, 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 there right, hold we on. go. Everybody freeze. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Now, back in the third hour, I'm not let's sorry. get this all together here. <laughs> Kevin's back with us. I have something that I'm really mad I didn't bring up with Bob, so I wa- I'm doing it now. We're going to discuss this one first. Is it long? It's not too long. Hold on. We got... A couple callers on the line. Yeah. All the callers. I got you guys banked there. Actually, Salty, I just... Damn it. Hung up on you. What Salty, call back. Fuck? I'll get to you. Lawrence, sit there. I'll be there with you in a couple minutes. I'm going to get into this first. Um, sit because pretty. I've been wanting to discuss this. This is here in Florida. <clears throat> and it is a Planned Parenthood um, um, lobbyist talking to some Florida councilmen. And I have to pull that up here. Mm-hmm. Planned Parenthood. I'll put that here. Now, Dave, I'm going to bring up your mix there so you can hear it. You two should be able to hear this. It's about two and a half, three minutes of it I want to play because uh, the most important parts come out there. And uh, we'll discuss it after you hear it. Uh, it's just really hard for me to even ask you this question because I'm, I'm almost in disbelief. If a baby is born on a table as a result of a bot- botched abortion, what would, what would Planned Parenthood want to have happen to that child that's struggling for life? You're recognized. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, well, you know, we, we, believe, we believe that you know, any decision that's made should be left up to the, fam- to the woman, her family, and the physician. Okay. Um, Chair Davis, and then uh, we'll come back to you, Rep. Oliva. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Chairman. And I, I believe you were in the uh, committee room whenever I asked Representative Pigman the question about um, what happens in a situation where a baby is alive, breathing on a table, mm-hmm. moving? Um, what do your physicians do at that point? You're recognized. Um, I do not have that information. Um, I am not a physician, a non-abortion provider, um, so I, I do not have that, that information. Hello? Go ahead, sir. 
I understand that you're not a physician, but you do represent yes. um, physicians who do perform this activity. Uh, and you're te- can you tell me what happens when a baby is alive on the table at that point? What do they do with the baby that is struggling to live? You're recognized. I don't know, and as, as it's been referenced earlier, you know, we don't know even how prevalent this situation is. I don't know how else I can get an answer, Mr. Chairman. All right, well, we'll go to Representative Oliva for his question. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Along the same lines, you stated that that a baby born uh, on a table is a result of a botched abortion, that that decision should be left to the doctor and the family. Is Is that what you're saying? It should, oh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. That decision should be between the, um, the, the patient and the health care provider. Hello, go ahead, sir. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. I think that at that point, the patient would be the child struggling on a table. Wouldn't you agree? You're recognized. <laughs> That's a very good question. I really don't know how to answer that. That's a good question. Um, I, and I, I think, you know, I would be glad to have some more, you know, conversations with you. About, about this? Hmm? Thank you, Mr. Chairman. All right, let's pause that there. Did you guys hear all that? You can't personalize something and then what? Did you, did you guys hear that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, honey. Why did you silence me? Because I wanted to hear if they heard it or not before we had a conversation about it. She's, she personalized that very last situation. You can't do that. You can't make a decision like that. Like, no, do that. But in this circumstance, we're going to talk about it. What the fuck is that called? That's not decisive at all. It's why is that? Why is that being? Why are they having her speak on their behalf? That that is not conclusive whatsoever. Well, the point. Listen. First thing I want to express is I don't believe in 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 uh, abortion. I I wouldn't use abortion. Should I say? Uh, unless there was Lexi's life in in peril, um, I wouldn't use it as a form of birth control. But I don't feel I have the right to tell somebody else they can't do what they want to do. So understand, this isn't an argument about abortion that I'm trying to address here. The The argument that I'm trying to bring to light and address here is the fact that we're talking about a life that has been born and they want to murder they want to kill. And a doctor in Philadelphia, I believe it was Philadelphia, somewhere in Pennsylvania, I'm pretty sure it's Philly, is under indictment right now for killing babies that survived after abortions by using scissors to cut their spinal cords and different things like that. Yeah, that, that sickens me. But you're down to a point that gets really gritty with people that really want no government and that believe that there should be no ruling here. And at what, at what point in, in that period of time do you step in and do you have to go, no, you can't do that. That's fucked up. That's a human life. Or is that not your choice? If, you know, a, a parent makes a decision you know, and at that point, they are a parent if you have to clip their spinal cord in order for them to stop living. Um, you know, at what point does government or should there be government involved in that situation? Well, let me hear the guys 
you know, I know you have big big ground to speak here. I want to hear what the guys think about this conversation. Uh, Four Toad, actually, we got video now. If you want to turn that on, um, Kevin, what do you think about what you heard so far? But abortion in general is um, my stance is it's none of my fucking business. It's a lady's decision. It really is. It's. I mean, if it's my baby, well, I have a, a stance in that. But um, all in all, I uh, I believe it's a woman's decision, plain okay. and simple. All right. Well, what do you think about what you're hearing right now from the Planned Parenthood idea? <clears throat> I was kind of drifting because I was signing up for the Sky Plus. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, say if a child can actually survive, like if if they're starting up an abortion procedure and that child comes out and they're living and breathing, yet they kill that baby anyways because she no, signed up for an abortion. No. Uh, Us backing a, that, are you cool with that? Born. Go ahead, Fuck go. no. All right. Fuck no was his answer to that one. Dave, your thoughts on what you just heard. Yeah, they were they were there for an abortion, something went wrong, and now this you know, this this thing is suffering on the table. Uh, it's up to them if they want to take it out. Okay. Wow. Well wow, that's yeah, really cut and dry, man. It's cold. <laughs> no. so it's just for an abortion. They're there they're there to, 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 to terminate the pregnancy. You know? But it, but once it's born once that once that termination fails and it, it comes out alive, it's been born. Hold on a second. They're there for abortion. Listen to all right, they're there already to terminate, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't want to take care of the baby. Now this baby comes out possibly screwed up. It's only be gonna gonna become a burden on society. Right? Most likely. Go go ahead, Kevin. Oh, Dave. Well, no, no, no. I was just listening to, to, to Dave put his uh, four toes in his mouth. Go ahead. I was trying to... <laughs> no, I was trying to comprehend what you're saying right now, Dave. They're there for an abortion, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it, it, uh, you know, it's what they want to do is really what it is. Like, I have no problem either way. You're, wanna, you're okay you, with, like, a six-month-old fetus that is breathing and living being murdered because they came in for an abortion? That's what they signed up for? It's going to be murdered anyway. Don't you get it? They're there for an abortion. So at any point during the maternal stage, you're okay with it. But once they reach nine months, say that baby is born, and they go, you know what? I don't really want to have a kid right now, so fuck that shit. I do, I, I do think that if, if, a, if a child can survive out of the womb on its own, it's off limits. Well, that's like what I, we're talking about here. That's what we're saying right now. All right, let's... let's uh, they, uh, let, they, they, let, they, 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 and say good luck. <laughs> The, the the bottom line is I don't give a shit what you do, you know. Uh, if if you if feel if you're going in for an abortion, right, and it's legal, and something happens and it, it it's struggling to breathe, you could either just let it die, or you know do the humane thing because that's what you were there to do anyway. Well, how old was this kid? Sixteen. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's times you've thought about cutting your thick 16-year-old's... Uh, I'm going to take him out. <laughs> I, um, 15, I was thinking about doing that too, but... You know, exactly. The, the, well, there... <clears throat> I feel there like is, Dave's talking about puppies right now instead of, like, human there's no age. children. <laughs> there's no real age here. This is uh, Florida legislation. They're uh, considering a bill requiring abortionists to provide medical care... To an infant who survives an abortion, an, an abortion, um, drink. Yeah, right. So that's what it's about. It's about um, providing medical care to infants that survive abortions. If they survive an abortion, the kid's gonna be a tough motherfucker. Then, 
Yeah, well, yeah. I wouldn't doubt that too. Yeah. Doesn't it come out with like a little, like an army belt with like you know clips in it and shit like that? He's gonna say, "All right, motherfuckers, what's next? Bring it on!" <laughs> so Dave, it. so Dave, this is this is addressing exactly what we're talking about: something being, you know, a failed abortion that that produces a living, breathing child that needs medical care. The question really is, is does this happen? Is this a common occurrence? Yes. That, well, if they're I, trying to put a bill through, I would have to assume so. Well, well, so we know what happens when you assume, right? You make an ass out of you and me. Well, I don't know. I assumed that they had moved the, the Harp Array uh, ship into the Japan waters to start slowly having natural disasters to slow down the process. And all of a sudden, we have a bunch of earthquakes all throughout that region. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I, I, so I actually heard the show, and I, and I see you gloating about it, but the, <laughs> the fact of the matter is that there's earthquakes all over the planet all the time. I can see you gloating, sir. I can see you gloating. <laughs> I was actually going to, I was going to, you know, I'm trying not to be such a dick, and I was going to respond back. I, get, I guarantee you, it's, there's going to be a big rainstorm somewhere in this area. And <laughs> I'm going right, you know? Oh, Dave. <sighs> oh, Dave. The Shannon you know, sound. Go ahead, Dave, Kevin. I was almost going to, uh, with all this talk about babies and abortions, I was going to start playing some music, but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't hear it. All right, here's the thing. Hey, you guys, listen. We have a caller on the line. Oh, yeah, poor, poor Lawrence. <laughs> Lawrence, uh, let me bring him up. Hold Just on. Like, Take my call, motherfucker. Jesus. <laughs> Lawrence, you still there, buddy? Yes, I am. How are you guys doing today? Oh, my doing God. Good. Yeah, you sound I got, just like bad. Yeah, obviously, I got a problem with the wiring here. I have to mm, fix that. Hard. <laughs> hey, you know, Mix Minus works right for Mix me. Mix Minus is amazing, Dave. So, Lawrence, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. I'm just kicking back and enjoying a couple of celebratory beers because uh, the LRWS will be live. This coming Friday, April 12, 2013, from 7 to 9 p.m., basically what it is, is basically me and a couple of friends, uh, this guy Thomas, who I've known for about eight years, uh, and this guy Matt, who I've known for almost about 11, 12 years or so, and we basically just sit around and basically talk about the news, and we have video game news and wrestling news and stuff like that, and we have various promos uh, for it. Um, a lot of fun, really. It is, and it's perfect. Uh, perfect. Perfect. Uh, last night uh, we just did our. Uh, we did our longest show ever, two hours and seventeen minutes. Which is us just talking about the news of the week. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, you excited to uh, to get going live there? Well, very excited. I'm very excited, and uh, thank you very much for uh, helping us out, you know, giving us a hookup, giving us a little push. And I want to thank uh, Kevin for pretty much suggesting, why don't you guys go live? So that's pretty much what we're going to be doing, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait to do it. Can't wait to interact with the people, and uh, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, uh, see, uh, well, one of, one of the uh, 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 one of the main taglines of our show is exploring the ignorance of humanity, which is 
you know, there's no shortage of that. In fact, one of the things we talked about last night was uh, we talked about this guy who, get this, this guy tattoos his dogs. Like, what? I, I saw that story. Uh, Shannon, you talking about the guy that, that tattooed the belly of his dog to um, yes, make yes, it a marking? Yes. Yeah. Yep, that guy. Yeah, I, I heard that story. The, 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 only, the only time I've ever heard of a dog getting tattooed for any reason is that, uh, is that, uh, is that, uh, uh, I, I think, I, I think he works with a seeing eye dog, uh, um, I guess the reason I, know, the reason I know this is because I know that Blind James talked about this one time on the debriefing, um, was, um, was, uh, there's, 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 there's some kind of system where, where, where the uh, where the harness with the thing I dog has like a serial number and and uh, and and I, I think the way it works is it's supposed to match a serial number that is tattooed within the dog's ears as a form of identification. Now that's understandable, but but this guy, you know, you know, you know but this guy getting out of tattoo gun and just drawing ink on Fido. I mean, that's really messed up, man. Yeah. Well, I've heard that um, if you take your your animal and have him fixed at like a humane society they'll do a dot tattoo on the ear and that's a, a, a basic marking that a lot of humane societies use to recognize that the animal is fixed um, which is acceptable I mean we, we brand cattle um, yep, we do. you know we, we mark animals in many different ways <clears throat> was the elaborate tattooing necessary no probably not um did he harm the animal? Probably. I'm sure the animal had some pain for a few days. Um, should he go to jail? Eh, not so much. Yeah, I mean, but uh, um, one of the... Uh, uh, <laughs> um, yes. Uh, uh, <clears throat> I guess. Uh, uh, you got Dave cracking up over here. <laughs> <laughs> watching really? Dave on the screen. We're watching. We're watching him on the on the Skype here, and he just he, he's like crying and he's, wiping his eyes. He doesn't even have his headphones on. We don't. He doesn't even know we're talking about him right now. Dave, you with us what again? The, no, I got speak. I got monitors in the room. I hear you. What's that? What's so funny, Dave? I'm very curious to know what is so funny, sir. You just, when you stutter. When when you when you do the ums and just you're hung up on the ums, it just sounds funny. <laughs> hey, Lawrence, here's a little thing you can do when you start uh, getting uh, the ums and the ahs. Let's go and let's go uh, polywog, and then let's go back into the story. <laughs> <laughs> polywog. That's how you do it. Yeah, we're looking forward, to, Lawrence, to having you uh, premiere on Friday. That's the uh, April twelfth at seven p.m. Uh, you'll be yep. leading oh, up into yeah. Rob Revere, seven to nine. Oh, yeah. uh, it's, it's you, your buddy Waterhead, and Matt, right? Oh yes, that's pretty much what it is. And uh, um, we have uh, we have a lot of fun doing the uh, we have a lot of fun doing the program as it were. We've been doing it for about uh, three years or so, and it's you know it's a lot of fun, really. It is. It's, you know, I guess you guys, you know, I just think it's kind of like therapeutic for us to. You know, hear these news stories and talk about them in, you know, our own special way. And, you know, as I said, you know, uh, uh, <coughs> I know that, that, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, we're, we're looking forward to it. Uh, we want to welcome you to the Raz Radio team. Um, we will definitely do everything we can to get help you promote, promote, and uh, go for it and have fun, brother. Excellent, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. In regards to this little abortion thing, uh, the the, the only uh, uh, <laughs> in regards to the abortion thing, uh, the only thing I can think of is is a, a classic line from the late great George Carlin, where he says, "Why is it that most of the people who are against abortion are people you wouldn't want to fuck in the first place?" One of the things he said uh, in the 1996 special because of abortion was. How come when it's us, it's an abortion, and when it's a chicken, it's an omelet? You guys take care. You can hear me Friday night, 7 p.m. on RazRadioLive.com, TS52.com. It will be podcasted for NWOPodcast.com forward slash LRWSP, uh, no, uh, LRWS. And if you want to check us out on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash LRWSPC. For those of you on the Twitter machine, you can check us out. Twitter.com forward slash LRWS Waterhead. Or you can follow me, Twitter.com forward slash Blind Lawrence. And I'll have much more to say come Friday's show. It's going to be a great time. And thank you much, Sean, for the uh, hookup. And uh, for Joe Jones, thanks so much for setting aside some time and uh, hopefully coming over soon this week and setting up the whole, uh, you know, setting up the software and make sure we sound all good and all that stuff. And Thank you very much, man. It's going to be a fantastic time. All right, brother. I couldn't imagine you having anything more to say, but I'm sure you do. We'll be looking forward to hearing you next Friday. We'll talk to you later, Brian Lawrence. All right, man. Be great, man. Peace, brother. Wednesday. There he goes, Mr. Lawrence. Make sure you catch him starting premiering Friday, next Friday, 7 p.m. He sounded like he was in the men's room. (laughs) I hope that's where he was. Not just or anything like that, but, you know, I... When he called in the ladies' room, I got his cell phone number, so I texted him. I was like, you know, he wants to keep on doing a podcast. Oh, <laughs> shit. Hold on. Damn it. But, you know, I, when he called in the ladies' room. I hate when I do that. Salty, hold on. Everybody, hold on. I made a mistake. It's an earthquake. <laughs> I know, right? Hold on. Let me do that. What'd you do? I messed up. What do you mean you messed up? I put them on hold. All of them? Yeah, and I got to recall Salty. Get these two off hold. I hate Aww. when I do that. What'd you do? I hate when I do that. That's stupid, stupid, stupid. Hold on. Yeah. There we oh, go. All right, wait. Oh. I think I got it now. We got everybody. Do I have everybody on. back? I feel like I'm on the review. <laughs> oh, shut up! Nobody asked you. <laughs> All right, I got everybody back. Little. When, when, when can we have one fucking show without technical? Shut problems? up, Dave. Nobody <laughs> asked you. Well, back up when you're in a yell. No. You know, my last week's show was awesome. I had no problems. <laughs> Hi, Salty. <laughs> Salty. Oh, hello. All that work to get him on here, and now he's not there. Right, five, 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 can't, can't, can't call in. <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking at Indiana Jones. Anyway, until we get him to cooperate with us and join the conversation, whatever the issue might be on his end, or maybe my end, but you two are there, so it doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, back to the abortion conversation. <clears throat> you make him, we scrape him. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. Uh, I want to play a little bit more of this because it gets a little deeper. And we're almost to the end of it. Where is your dial there? The abortion this- was your last subject matter? Well, it, it's abortion. because this relates to eugenics, and that's why... 
I feel it's an important issue to bring up because yes. also a depressing issue to bring up because that's part of the methods they use to mm. depopulate the planet. Betches be crazy. Oh my goodness! You all. <laughs> I have some theme music if you want to show him. What's that, Kev? Some theme music. <laughs> yeah. It'll be all choppy because you're on Skype, though. Unfortunately. God damn it. Damn it. All right, let's see here. Hold on. Clayton for a question. Thank you, Mr. Chair. If the law doesn't speak to a physician's obligation you guys hear in that? an abortion clinic setting, uh, then what conflict do you have here? You mentioned in your testimony that the law already uh, uh, speaks to that, but if it doesn't in the abortion clinic setting, um, what issue do you have with that being codified in this bill? You're recognized. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, okay, I'm not sure I understand your question. You can rephrase it. Thank you. From what I gathered from your testimony, physicians have an obligation already under the law to provide advanced life support to a, to a child born alive. But if the law doesn't speak to that in an abortion clinic setting, and I think the bill sponsor, who's a physician, testified that it doesn't, then what, uh, what issue would you have with that being in the current bill? You're recognized. Okay, are we talking about my, my reference to the, the federal the federal law? I suppose so, yeah. Okay, because I just want to be clear. Um, Veterans. We support the neutrality clause that was in the Federal Born Alive Infants Protection Act of 2012, which has, has been addressed. Follow okay. up, Mr. Chair. Does that address the obligation of a doctor in an abortion clinic setting? to provide advanced life support to a child who was born alive in an abortion? No, no the neutrality clause addresses um, a situation where um, this particular language can't be extrapolated out through other um, you know, statutes dealing with abortion. It just deals with this particular area. Okay. So, Notwithstanding that, does Planned Parenthood have Spit it an out, objection? Junior to a doctor being obligated to provide advanced life support in an abortion clinic setting to a child born alive. I mean, I guess you do, or you wouldn't be here, right? <laughs> They're recognized. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Let me, let me just pause and say where Listen our closely. opposition remains. Okay, then maybe that can answer some questions. We have um, serious concerns about the surrender, the surrender, uh, surrender um, wording in this. Um, the second piece is, as you all discussed earlier, was the uh, transport to the hospital. There's we would like to be in a position issues. to remove our opposition. Um, and again, Representative Pigman has been great to work with. Um, he's he's um, been you know very friendly to us in terms of some language that we were trying to seek. So I, I do want to you know give him kudos for that. One final follow-up, Mr. Chair. I appreciate the indulgence. What objection could you possibly have to obligate a doctor to transport a child born alive to a hospital where it seems to me they would be most likely um, to be able to survive? You're recognized. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. What about this, and I'm just speaking out here, what about those situations where it's in a, a rural healthcare setting, the hospital is 45 minutes, an hour away, that's the closest uh, trauma center, emergency some room. You know, there's just some logistical, logistical issues involved that we've issues. got some concerns about. There's some logistical issues that they have okay, some concerns about. 
to keep a baby alive, there's some logistical issues they have some concerns about. That bothers me. Go ahead, Kevin. You save the fucking thing. I mean, you're a former EMT. I'm a former firefighter. I mean, come on. It's common sense. Yeah, I agree with that comment completely. Salty, are you there now? I don't know. You tell me. Oh, yes. There you are. Hello. How are you? I'm doing all right. (laughs) Bring it down a notch. Back it off. <laughs> Back it off, bitches. See, Salty Ooh, got his good there. Salty got his board, and he yeah. got his, his real mic hooked up, and hopefully it means he's going to be doing a show soon. I'm hoping Monday night. <laughs> that soon. Wow. All right. Good deal. Glad to hear it. And he's mixed minus, and it works flawlessly, right? Uh, yes, apparently. Uh, once, oh. once I get connected to Sean. Yeah, Sean, once you get connected. Sean's- Sean has his, his second computer hooked up wrong because that's why it's all. That's why the audio that he plays sounds tinny, and that's why the people coming in sound tinny. Uh, <laughs> no, sound you're tinny. No, you sound really good. No, this one's oh, mixed oh, minus. Oh, this oh, one's fine. Oh, oh, I've got something. Um, oh, oh. I, I got something for Lexi. Um, Ooh. Uh, yeah, uh, you got to tell me if this if this flies. Piece of candy. Ooh. Yeah, I got a piece of candy for you. You ready? Ooh. Some candy. Ooh, piece of candy. I'm ready. Okay. I'm kind of psychic. I have a bit sense. What do you mean? It's like I have ESPN or something. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> it's like yeah. a inside joke. <laughs> and it'll take too long to explain to you. Okay. Yeah, that was, uh, I had to grab that special for you this evening. So. <laughs> what was that, Dave? I said, and the show goes downhill. <laughs> It's the last 15 minutes. Going off the rails. Off I never rails. got to tell my, my cool story, but there's too many people anyway, so I don't want to. Oh, no. You got, you, well, there's too many people. We're doing a radio show. Tell us your cool story, Dave. A good time. Uh, I don't want to ruin it. Don't, right. no, let's, let's get ruin so, wait, wait, it, wait, Dave. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold, hold on. I'll tell you guys afterwards. Hold on. We'll get Salty called in. Let's see what he has to talk about. We'll let him get his thing out, talk about his show coming up, obviously, and then we'll go into your story. Oh, my turn? Yeah, it's your, your turn. turn. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, uh, uh, obviously, pending uh, uh, the Maharaja's uh, approval for Monday evening, it would be the, uh, the Maharaja, Sean. Um, for anybody who's li- – I know Dave's heard that. I, I, I did a lead-in thing for, for Sean there, and I don't know if uh, – I don't think Kevin's heard it. I'll have, to, I'll have to send that to you, Kevin. But anyways – uh yeah, I'm I'm uh, hoping to get uh, well. Been talking to a couple of buddies of mine, trying to get somebody set up that I can shoot the shit with for a couple of hours. Might be falling on you, Dave, because uh, I know a couple of the subjects you would argue with me endlessly over or discuss with me uh, <laughs> appropriately. Okay, um, okay, but uh, uh, or inappropriately, who are you know. this Monday? Yeah. Uh, what time? Um, I was hoping for six to eight. Yeah, okay, yeah. There you go. It's a good time. So those um, are good times. That that uh, if you're going to take the six to eight slot and you're going to do a couple times a week or all week or whatever it is you're planning, Fridays is going to be your biggest day. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. yeah. I, well, here's here's my tentatively. This is and you tell me your your thoughts on this. I'd like to do Mondays and Fridays six to eight, and Wednesdays I'd like to do uh, uh, nine to eleven. Fridays for sure because at 3 p.m. Um, my time, 
the uh, worst radio show in history comes on. I'm not going to say what it is, but I could use something to listen to. So, <laughs> well, uh, just so you know, uh, I got nothing. So, <laughs> I got nothing for you. I got nothing. It's going to be two hours of mindless drivel <laughs> every day. Uh, let's see what's on Google. Um, guess what's on news, boys and girls, and that's going to be the extent of it. He's going to and describe. And I can test. I've known him for twenty-seven years. Yeah, he doesn't gonna, lie. He's going to describe. <laughs> the, he's going to describe the plants growing in the backyard to you. Seriously. And now you know, they're getting paint bigger. drying. <laughs> birds hanging on the bird feeder. Now. Yeah. I that. have. I have right now. I have eighty-seven tomato plants going. Jesus. Right That's now. what we're talking about, 87 people. Plants? 87 it's tomato plants. Tomato, just tomatoes. Good just God. tomatoes. In the wee garden. In the wee garden. I have to give Salty some props because, uh, you know, I have this 20-foot thing in front of my uh, porch, and it's all dirt, and my sprinkler systems got fixed today because I was diligent and got out there and did it. But I'm thinking to myself, I can make a salty garden. I can plant peppers and tomatoes and whatever the fuck else grow out there. And then go back to the 1960s way of canning stuff and or jarring them, whatever the fuck you want to call it, and putting them in jars and heating up the thing in the, the doohickey and putting the vegetables in there and putting the lid on, whatever. <laughs> and the doohickey. That was a very uh, technical description. It is. It's a, do I look like a fucking uh, vegetable guy to you? Come on. You know, it's... Put the doohickey <laughs> in the whatchamacallit. If he's so salty, you would, you would say the same thing. Does he look like a vegetable guy? No, but he's damn good at it. He acts like a vegetable sometimes. No, uh, I, That's granted. Especially when I'm out of my, uh, my purified water. Uh, too much. <laughs> All right, so what, what are we calling this show, Shifty or Salty? Uh, salty Talk. Salty Talk. All right. That's yeah, what I well, thought. I'm just gonna leave it at that for the time being, and uh, you know, in case I, I might, I might change my attitude later on and call it like salty bitch. Uh, fuck you guys. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know if that would go over very well. I mean, shitty shifty. Or, yeah, he had to change his a little bit, but I'm thinking if I start, if I start a bit more timid with salty talk, give me a few months, maybe I can just go fuck you. <laughs> no, just call it that. <laughs> was it wasn't it, wasn't another name you had tossed around once the Salt Lick? Yeah, the Salt Lick, and, and actually that's a domain name I have set aside. I'm, I'm working on the site. I'm hoping I have that up in a couple of weeks. I like that uh, one. The Salt Lick. Yep. I I'm like trying that. to get my uh, web page up for the uh, KingmanSignShop.com. I have the domain bought, but I'd be goddamn if I can build a web page. I'm gonna go to like one of these generic template ones that look like a fifth grader made it and put it up so I can just do some business. Which looks a lot better than if you were to do it, so. Hey, oh, that. oh my. <laughs> it's high blood pressure with Salty. <laughs> that was mean. No, I didn't mean you. I meant Kevin, so. Uh, what? What? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> All right, Salty, what's your, what, what inclines you to give us a call? Uh, inclined you? Is that right? In, in, Inclemented you? He was shamelessly plugging his up to coming and new. Up to coming? Up to coming. Drink. I'm going to make it a thing. <laughs> up and coming. Everybody drink. There it is. Yeah. You notice I'm not run the, running a uh, uh, video like you guys are. And Sir, you shut your mouth are... when you're talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, what in, what in, what gave you the. Reason to call us. <laughs> Inclination <laughs> is what it's called. Yeah, that word. Well, actually, I knew exactly what I was calling you about 30 minutes ago, but the, uh, I completely forgot on? after trying to call about 40 times. And 
<laughs> well, I had you on hold for a while. <laughs> I totally forgot why the hell I was calling. I had you on hold on the other channel there for a little bit. and uh, <laughs> You and Blind Lawrence could have had a wonderful conversation together. Uh, yeah, probably, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I saw that, Dave. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, you I wanna... guys in the last half hour, I swear to God. I want to hear Dave's story. I do, too. So if you got nothing else, Salty, I'm going to go to Dave and hear his story. Uh, I I got one more thing. Okay. I got got one thing. Hold on. I bet you it's a sound. (laughs) It is a, it is a sound. This is, this is my, uh, um, and and I got, I'm actually playing this for Kevin. Um, this is, this is going to be Sean's intro. If he ever calls into my show, it's a little short, little clippy, little clippy, little clippy. Ooh, piece of candy. Live.com, the king of conspiracy, the Kaiser of chemtrails, the Baron of Building 7, the Maharaja of Monsanto, Sean Raspatel. So, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's Sean in infamy. In infamy. <laughs> I will always be an infamy. Don't ever forget it. You know, I just can't wait to carry Sean on my shoulders like a, you know, sack of potatoes. <laughs> yeah, we're going to take you down to Salty's place when you come down here in October. Hell yeah. I'm looking tentatively uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then fly home Sunday if Ferris has his way about it. I'll be flying back Tuesday or Wednesday because I won't be able to get a flight till then. So, Did you say Ferris has his way with you? Yeah, he he thought he said that. Write that down. Yeah. Mark that tape. <laughs> he had texted me and he said he might have the uh, the condo available and uh, there's two bottles. Oh of, my god! Uh, <laughs> can I can I assist you in your partnership hey, in this condo? Hey, now wait a second. Hey, Let's back I'm not talking to you, <laughs> sir. I'm talking to Kevin right now. <laughs> you hey, Kevin. Okay. Hey. Hey, Kevin. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Now, that con is beautiful, so hopefully he has it for you. Cause it's, Damn uh, it. Dave's been there. He, we couldn't get him away from the window. <laughs> yeah. He literally sat and stared out the window for he six might, hours straight. You might have to deal with him sexually harassing you as well from now on. <laughs> yeah, you know, just get a little bit of alcohol in there and don't ask, don't tell. And it's okay. Like, oh, just know that that's going to come from me now. Okay. All right. When are you going? October. October what? I don't know. I haven't got a nail down okay. yet. I'm just I'm going to sexually plain. harass you until October what? <laughs> until pay, October pay, what? Paying off uh, Las Vegas and shit like that. So. Okay. And expect it from Dave, too. Well, you're saying. single now. You don't have a girl you know, raping all the money from you, so you should be able to save up some. Yeah, she wasn't that bad. You know, I, I kind of went off on her on one of the shows, and that was when she first left, and I was bitter and blah, blah, blah. But she's a good mom. She's a good person. There's yeah, nothing wrong with her. Just, you know, difference of opinions, difference of, you know, we're old people. And, we're old people. You know, just kind of <laughs> move your own ways. I'm not as old as Salty, but, you know. Or easy killer. Damn. <laughs> All right, Four Toad. Let's get the Four Toad story, because I want to hear this. Because I, I know what it, it encompasses. I want to hear it, too. So, the stage is yours, Mr. 
for two. All right, so for a year or two, I've been looking into alternative forms of therapy for depression. And uh, turns out that hallucinogenics have helped people. And I finally got to test that theory over the past two weeks. And I got a hold of some mushrooms. And I uh, took my first experience two weeks ago on Sunday. And it was quite a life changer. You know, I, uh, I realized where my problems were in life and that I'm in control of them and then I could change them. And I kind of was a little bit happier. And then I did another trip a week later. And I think I've removed hate from myself. And I could test this and tell you this for two different uh, things. Like uh, Thursday night when uh, Brad Friedman was on, he was talking about the Second Amendment and the First Amendment. And I I have these arguments in my head. Like I think I could shut him down if if I ever called in. But I'm sitting there Thursday night, like, not even caring. Like, I, I just didn't get mad, just the way he always gets me mad. Didn't even happen. And then Friday, I, went, I was supposed to go pick up my truck on Friday. Now, it's been there a month now. <laughs> and the guy says, you can come pick it up Friday afternoon. I was like, all right, I got to get a ride over there. So I got a ride over there right away because my friend couldn't drive me later. And he goes, it's not ready. So I wound up coming home, and it cost me 20 bucks in fuel. cost my friend 100 driving, you know, 25 miles here, 25 miles back, and, you know, twice. And then the old Dave would have just been really fucking pissed off. I might not have even said anything to anybody, but I would have gotten in the car and got pissed off. I was not even a little bit annoyed. And I was sad that I didn't have my truck, but I, and I'm like, wow, I would have really been pissed off. <laughs> wow. And I, I attribute it to this, these experiences that I had. When I, when I, I was videoed, I videotaped actually both experiences. Wait, you were supposed to send me that link. I'll send it to you later. Um, uh, so in the beginning, the the first experience, you know, I was like, all right, I just made the tea, you know, I'm about to take my first trip. And I'm like, I don't want to call it a trip. I'm going to call it experience because, you know, trip is just, you know, the, the cliche name. And six hours later, I'm recording myself and I'm like, holy shit. Now I know why they call it a trip because let me tell you, boys and girls, it's not recreational drugs, you know. You're not hallucinating, not seeing things. You know, I, I really didn't, you know, the first time I did it, I really didn't enjoy it. But I got a lot out of it. The second time, holy shit, after I had all the stuff off my head, I really was in such a good place. I was so peaceful. I was laying in the bed over here uh, with some good music on. And for like two hours, it was fantastic. I've ne- I don't think I've ever felt more relaxed and more peaceful in my life. And... Uh, like, I just had no animosity towards anybody. And now I know why it's illegal, because if, you, if, you, if more people thought like that, there would be no f- wars. There would, everybody would be like, all right, man, it's cool. Let's, let's just work around it. Or, you know what, you're a dick. I don't want to be with you. But you don't, you're not mad at it, you know? And that's, that's what I get out of it. A few suggestions for you, Dave. Yeah. Um, allegedly. Don't, don't, don't. Hold on. Let me guess. Don't talk about illegal drug use on on, an, on the radio. 
Oh, no, 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 no. Um, I typed this to you, but I'm going to share it. No, not at all. Allegedly, if you grind those and put them in chocolate bars, they work much better because they're digested easier. And um, two movies that I might suggest are Fantasia and The Incredibles. Just saying. Oh, and you have to put Pink Floyd the Wall in there. You don't, not for a beginner, no. No, 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 no. Oh. No, you don't want to go that far. But Fantasia has that whale flying through the air, and you're trying to look underneath it and see the belly and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's worth your time. <laughs> so, so so I've heard. Salty, do you have any uh, recommendations for shroom use? Uh, I I don't know. I just I just saw Kevin though, like bending over, like he was actually trying to look underneath <laughs> there on the video feed, and that just kind of makes it perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it perfect. Uh, Salty's having uh, uh, delusions of grandeur at the moment. So. <laughs> well, I always said you two always had the same sounding voice. So It's because we've actually matured and gone uh, through puberty. That's why. Oh, is that what I missed? Yeah. Uh. Our balls have dropped. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Uh, Salty, let's wrap you up. Uh, All right, buddy. Again, yeah, I'm gonna get going. I'm gonna go uh, go go uh, eat dinner. Okay. <laughs> Will you go enjoy so, that dinner? You guys have a good night. Uh, love you all. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, anybody, everybody listening, uh, call in Monday night and bust my balls. Uh, I like it. Yeah, we'll hear you Monday night <laughs> six to eight. Yes. Touch me so we could practice before we go on air, and uh, maybe since me and you have mixed mastered the mix. Yeah, we got mixed manners. Maybe we'll do the mumble thing so it sounds really good. Mumbling. Ooh. Ooh. He wants to mumble with you. Mix minus mumbling. Mm. Hey Dave, you got a mumble server or no? Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> oh, oh, sweet. You just gave Salty a boner. I hope you realize that. He's like all stiffy now. Gross. You guys are gross. Uh, uh, I need a hand towel. <laughs> Shut up. I don't want to talk to you anymore. All right, Salty. We'll talk to you later. All right, guys. Good night. Good night. <laughs> good night, sir. It's uh, gross. Kevin. Why do you guys have to make it gross when my dad's on the line? Because that's what we do. Gross. Oh, that's not appropriate. <laughs> yeah, it's your father. Don't yell at me. Inappropriate. <laughs> Gee, I'm getting yelled at over here. There's more to rub off on you. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> So, Kevin, tomorrow, 7 p.m., Week in Inappropriate. Review. That's right. To the Week in Review on RazRadioLive.com. I uh, may be losing an affiliate. Uh-oh. Oh. Why is uh, that? It's not a bad thing. It's, um, they're moving forward with different things, and the no-compete clause will come into, into play. So, uh. <clears throat> Okay. <laughs> and, uh, yep, I'm out of here. Uh, love you guys. No homo. And um, have a good night. And Skype sucks. And uh, my show will have Google Plus running so we don't have talk over. Okay. <laughs> Love you. Try not I'll to be, be gay. Bye. St. What's that about Scott? Huh? I'm bringing in Scott from St. Louis and Angela from the Phoenix uh, general area and callers yeah. and my co-host. Hopefully Brandon will be here who won't shut up, but he's good for that. And that makes for good radio. Yeah, no, I like Bam. him. He's doing a good job. Um, tell him to follow me. Does he do Twitter and all that shit? I just got him started. It's a week-by-week thing with him. He's very well-informed with news, which makes him great. If I could have him and Jesse in studio, I could have like the, the yin-yang of radio community, so it'd be kind of great. But uh, how's Jesse doing? Not that I want to keep going, but I, how's Jesse doing? Working like a slave. All so. right, good. 
I uh, seen his car in a parking lot today, so I pulled up, put a Raz Radio Live sticker on the back of it, and drove away. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Before we log off, yes, Dave and I have a bone to pick. Okay, well we're we gonna... can handle that later. Kevin, we will chat with you a little later, brother. All right, I'll mute my mic. I want to hear this. So. Okay, we'll leave you there because we'll probably have a little session afterwards anyway. It'll uh, be me and Dave, but you're welcome to join. <laughs> you're in trouble, Dave. No, no. No, he no, knows. He knows what's up. Um, Dave, any signing off words you have? Let's see. What do I got here? The ATF wants massive online database to find out who your friends are. Oh, DHS Fusion Center admits spying on anti-government citizens. Like, we don't know that. Oh, I got this marijuana conspiracy. I can't do that. Oh, one last thing. Go ahead. I was flipping through the channels this week, and I came across C-SPAN, and they had the, the Cato Institute, and these two people, these two groups talking about the TSA, mm-hmm. and I'll actually post this later on, but for anybody that's out there, shit, I can't remember the name of it. Um, it's from the paperspleased.org. These, these guys, or these, it's a woman and a man, they schooled me on just how much the DHS, uh, the TSA, knows about our whereabouts. This guy put up shit, you know, th- th- he was traveling, like, in Europe somewhere, from one place to another, in Europe, that had nothing to do with TSA, but TSA knew it. It, it, it was astounding. I, 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 I'll find a place to post. Maybe I'll tweet it out when I find well, it. Why don't you uh, – hey, I got an idea. Why don't you post uh, it on uh, the freaking website, you douchebag? <laughs> maybe I will do that. There you go. Maybe you should do maybe that. Maybe that's where it should go, dummy. Maybe. <laughs> don't call him dummy. What the dummy. hell is that called? He knows I love him. Well, Mr. In the Box. And when are you leaving to go up, uh, up north? Uh, the 17th. Going to see Anarchy in NYC. That Ripley. sucks. I wanted to see you when we came up there. I'm really sad now. Dude, I, I've had this planned for like a month, month and a half. I know. I just didn't pay attention to the day. Don't dates. let her whining get you all upset. i got to be upset for her whining. You don't have to. <laughs> I like Dave. All right, guys. I want to thank you for joining us in the first 52 on Raz Radio Live. We'll be back next week to do it again. Um, Be safe this week. Think about what we talked about and watch your backs. We love you. You done? I'm done. Peace. Let's investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense, a weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns Don't be afraid of mistakes Emotions misplaced To love or to hate I don't know what to do We're all lost and confused Just trying to get through in this world Always trying to prove that we're worth What it takes But it takes a long time the dirt to see grace when I'm trying to be real they tend to be fake when I'm risking it all with no time to waste fuck this red race I'm leaving this place it's time to blast off destination The sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode 
moving free, I'm guided through the beautiful, the silent, with the light show from a passing UFO, lost in the glow of the unknown, please don't go. And I don't know how I got here or how I'm getting home But right from day one, I've been in this alone With odds stacked against, I've been drowning in stress They said, can you take more? I said, give me what's left An old man once told me, Allie, don't ever look back Keep your eyes on that prize and give them hell to your death This is a test, just a frequency check for intelligent life. Now it's time to connect. It's an SOS, the death's been sent. So now we just wait and hope for the best. With the sunset hung behind us, in the universe to blind us from the moon, we'll watch the whole world explode. Moving free, unguided through the beautiful, the silent, with the light show from a past. so much thanks the first 52 is the bump diggity are chemtrail geoengineering programs changing our weather and destroying our environment why in the world are they spraying they want to create a storm in the southeast then they'll start engineering out over the north pacific that's where the trailies will be find out why critics are calling why in the world are they spraying the most important film that is revolutionizing the environmental movement Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's just going to get worse until the point where we're not going to be able to grow anything at all unless it's a Monsanto genetically modified abiotic stress resistant seed. Why in the world are they spraying? New international version with languages available from around the world. Go to whyintheworldarethespraying.com for more information. It's all about money, and weather is another form of commoditizing the way the Central Command Group can commoditize another form of our life. Why in the world are they spraying? And if you control the weather, you're going to control the planet. It's that simple. It's that simple. Are we all?